Where can you find everything you want to buy? Amazon. What about two-day shipping no matter where I live? Amazon. What about groceries? Yes, Amazon has it. Go to d2rpn.com and click the Amazon banner. Fucking love it. Undercover in the world's deepest, darkest, most secure, hadron collider and nuclear bomb tested and approved doomsday bunker. Here is Ryan the Area Man. Hey, what is up, brother? All right, so let's jump right into this. Uh, we're gonna start with a YouTube video. Cool. Of why is it? Okay. This channel has been established for visually impaired people. Good. For the visually impaired people, voice narration and a written expression are also provided for the hearing impaired. Yay. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Anthony Dean Tony Rodham born 1954 as an American consultant and businessman who is the youngest brother of former First Lady, Senator, and Secretary of State, Hillary Rodham Clinton, and the brother-in-law of former U.S. President Bill Clinton. His business dealings have sometimes appeared to take advantage of his connections to the Clintons and accordingly have sometimes attracted public scrutiny contents 1. Early life 2. Early career 3. Life and career 1992-2001 4. Life and career 2000. Present five C yeah. also six references early life. Rodham was raised in a United Methodist family in suburban Park Ridge, Illinois. His father, Hugh Ellsworth Rodham, nineteen eleven to nineteen ninety three, well, that's weird. was of Welsh and oh, English descent. He managed a successful. Why did it write one nine nine two dash two zero zero? But then it said nineteen eleven. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, weird. What our point is that this is they have the computer reading this right, shit. Right. Uh, so the cadence and all that's weird, but listen to the content of what they're mm-hmm. going to get into. That's 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 key part. That's no, the I meat just, of it. Yeah, you know, it is weird why they wouldn't shit. do yeah. the yeah. the year right the first time, but yeah. did it right the second time. I don't know. Small business in the textile industry. His mother, Dorothy Emma Howell, 1919 to 2011, was a homemaker of English, Scottish, French, Canadian, and Welsh descent. He is the younger brother of Hillary and Hugh. Attending Maine South High School in Park Ridge, Rodham was known as what one writer later termed a fun-loving jock and was not as academically oriented as his sister had been Rodham subsequently attended Iowa Wesleyan College and the University of Arkansas, although he never received a degree from either school early career Rodham did work for future brother-in-law Bill Clinton's 1974 nomination campaign for Congress he then worked at a metal equipment company in Texas, did insurance sales in Chicago, acted as a repo man in Chicago 
Chicago where shots were fired at him in the infamous Cabrini Green housing project, and worked as a prison guard a job that Bill Clinton helped him get he then moved to South Florida in 1983 there he shared a condominium with his brother Hugh, and worked as a process server and private detective until 1992 life and career, 1992–2001 in 1992, during Bill Clinton's first presidential campaign, Rodham began working for the Democratic National Committee, coordinating constituency outreach in 1993. He and his brother Hugh ignited a small controversy when they tried to solicit corporate donations for Clinton's inaugural parties. They dropped the effort after a public outcry at a party in East Hampton, New York, following the 1992 Democratic National Convention. Rodham met Nicole Boxer, daughter of the U.S. Senator from California, Barbara Boxer, and the two began dating on May 28, 1994. Rodham and Boxer were married in a ceremony at the White House attended by 250 guests. It was the first White House wedding since Tricia Nixon married Edward Cox in 1971. The couple had one son, Zachary, born in 1995, who later held a unique distinction in that he was simultaneously the grandson and nephew of sitting U.S. Senators by then. Tony Rodham had regained his position at the Democratic National Committee and described himself as a consultant all kinds of businesses I'm a general consultant I just bring different peoples together I help them negotiate deals I solve problems for people. In 1997, Rodham tried to arrange meetings between Paraguayan President Juan Carlos Wismosi and President Clinton, and also powerful Moscow Mayor Yuri Luzhkov and the President in 1998. He paid a visit to dictatorial Prime Minister Hun Sen of Cambodia in each of these cases. There was criticism that he was giving an unauthorized impression of White House approval to these foreign figures, or was seeking financial gain for himself in 1999. Tony and brother Hugh Rodham entered into a $25,000 venture to grow and export hazelnuts from the Republic of Georgia the U.S. State Department and National Security Advisor Sandy Berger became upset, however, when the Rodham's local business connection in Batumi turned out to be Aslan Abashidze, a major political opponent of Georgian President. Eduard Shevardnadze, then a key U.S. ally in the region moreover, Tony Rodham flew to Rome to become godfather to Abashidze's grandson after initial resistance, Berger and the Clintons prevailed upon the Rodham brothers to drop the deal Tony Rodham would not state what his financial stake in the venture was episodes such as these led Hillary Clinton's White House staff to refer to Tony and Hugh as the Brothers Rodham, extending the American tradition of troublesome presidential siblings to the brother-in-law category one senior White House official would be quoted is saying, you never wanted to hear their name come up in any context other than playing golf Tony and Nicole became separated by 2000 and then got a divorce around 2001 Although the situation was difficult, both sides of the greater family continued to work together politically and be involved in Zachary's life in March 2001 It was revealed that Tony Rodham had helped gain a March 2000 presidential pardon for Edgar Allan Gregory Jr. and his wife, Vanna Jo, a Tennessee couple in the carnival business who had been convicted of bank fraud the pardon was granted over the objections of the U.S. Justice Department Rodham acknowledged talking to President Clinton about a pardon, he said he received no money for his work, but he did have financial ties to the couple as a consultant his actions gained much public focus and criticism, as they came on. 
The heels of the general Bill Clinton pardons controversy and his brother Hugh's own involvement in taking money for work done towards pardons Hillary Clinton, who had strongly criticized Hugh's involvement and requested he return his money, said that Tony Rodham was not paid for his work. The Republican controlled House Committee on Oversight and Government Reform investigated the matter and concluded that Tony Rodham had in fact been paid. One aspect of the case dragged out into 2007, as Tony Rodham battled a bankruptcy court's order that he repay over one $100,000 in loans from the now deceased Edgar Gregory in August 2001. Tony Rodham was involved in an assault at the multi generational Rodham family summer cottage at Lake Vanola in Wyoming County, Pennsylvania. A man who claimed he saw Rodham having sex with his girlfriend broke into the cottage and assaulted him. Hugh Rodham and the woman restrained the attacker. Both Tony Rodham and the attacker received some injuries at a hearing on the case in November 2001. Tony Rodham testified that he might have smoked marijuana with the attacker. Attacker several hours before the incident, the man subsequently entered a plea of guilty to trespassing, assault, and making terroristic threats life and career. 2002 present by 2002, Rodham was in disputes with his former wife over child support payments, with Nicole Boxer saying he had not paid them in six months. In the summer of 2005, Tony Rodham married Megan Madden of Vienna, Virginia. The couple have two children and settled in Vienna as of mid 2007. Tony Rodham was helping Hillary Clinton raise funds in Pennsylvania for her 2008 presidential campaign. By the end of 2007, he was back in the news for owing Nicole Boxer about $158,000 in back alimony, child support, and related payments following a court judgment in May 2008. He expressed disgust with how the Democratic National National Committee was handling the Michigan and Florida primary delegate issue between Clinton and Barack Obama, and said he did not know who he would vote for if his sister were not nominated by the early 2010s. After a string of unsuccessful ventures in oil and gas, water, housing, pharmaceuticals, and tutoring, Rodham was in financial distress, behind on his mortgage payments and facing home foreclosure and being sued by his lawyer in the child support case for lack of payment. He said in a legal proceeding that while the Clintons had helped him in the past, including paying for his son's school tuition, that was over, Hillary and Bill are done I mean, look at what they've done for me they've given me money all the time nevertheless, Bill Clinton did help him get a job with longtime Clinton's associate Terry McAuliffe to find foreign investors for McAuliffe's Greentech automotive firm Rodham did not play a large, hands-on role in this effort, however, and a trip to China that he made to recruit investors went sour due to Chinese resentment of various Clinton administration actions. Including the 1999 U.S. bombing of the Chinese embassy in Belgrade, Rodham found. There hasn't been a single period in this no. entire thing, yeah. which is why it sounds like one giant run on sentence. There is commas, which is when the computer pauses. pauses yeah. If you just had a period, it would make this make so much more sense. Yeah. It's kind of hard to follow along. I can only imagine as a listener, but we're almost done and, and we're getting to. The meat potatoes. The meat. Well, it's all pertinent. It's not like this right, isn't right. pertinent. They're trying to explain our, this whole web to get you to where they need you. So, yeah. uh, it just wish there was periods, because that would have helped so much. It would. You know himself in the news again in 2013 when it was disclosed that Alejandro Mayorkas, the director of the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services and President Obama's nominee for United States Deputy Secretary of Homeland Security, was being investigated by the Department of Homeland Security Office of Inspector General for Mayorkas' role in helping Gulf Coast Funds Management secure approval for participating in the EB-5 visa program for foreign investors Rodham had been president and CEO of Gulf Coast 
Coast Funds Management, a financing firm. Since 2010 or so, the firm had been granted the go ahead even though the original application had been denied and an appeal had been rejected. At least one of the visas that Rodham's firm was trying to acquire was for Huawei Technologies, a Chinese telecommunications company sometimes accused of close connections with Chinese intelligence operations. In 2015, the Inspector General issued a report that on the Greentech automotive matter that criticized Mayorkas for creating the appearance of favoritism but passed no particular judgment on either Rodham or McAuliffe in 2015, an investment fund where Rodham was working as chief global EB-5 investor relations. Recovery Commission, Rodham and some partners proposed a well, 22... A bunch. Yeah, let me go back to that page. I'll finish reading what it skipped. Let's see where it stopped right here. Right there, yeah. I uh, was also using him to recruit EB five. Right, this is the spot. Uh, right about that, relations and government affairs. Okay, this EB five. Okay, chief global EB five investor, relations and government affairs. The global city regional center was also using him to recruit EB five visa foreign investors in China for a community center project in Philadelphia, Chinatown. Following the 2010 Haiti earthquake. And with Bill Clinton co-chair of the interim Haiti Recovery Commission, Rodham and some partners proposed a $22. Known as fun-loving jocks, the Rodham's expect... the whole page. Uh, it did. All right, let's see here. <laughs> okay, I'll just start... Read right. the rest of it. Rodham and some par- partners proposed a $22 million deal to rebuild homes in the devastated nation with funding to come from the Clinton Foundation. The deal never went forward, and the Clinton Foundation said it was unaware of the proposal. In October 2013, Rodham joined the advisory board of VCS Mining, a Delaware-based company that was planning a gold mine in the Cap Haitian arrondissement area of Haiti. By 2015, the project had become controversial due to possible environmental effects and the level of foreign ownership. Uh... For his part, Rodham objected to any interference that he had gotten this position due to his family. Quote, I'm a very accomplished person in my own right. I raise money for a lot of people. That's what I basically do. He has played no public role in the Hillary Clinton presidential campaign, uh, 2016. And then this part we don't need. It's all references after that. Um, this part here. Synthes- what is it? Cynthia? I can't see all I see is more videos. I think it says Cynthia. C-Y-N-T-H-I-A, I think. I don't want to click on that because... Yeah. Um, September 1994, quote, I was a teenage Republican, Chicago Magazine. Oh, this is... These are more references. That's what I said. Yeah, but it seems like this will start... Because see here, it's like a sentence. The boys, as they're still called, are Huey and Tony. At Maine South, the boys were... And then it goes on to the next thing. Right? I think so. See, that's the problem. So I think retrieved September 20th, I think right here, the boys, as they're still called, are Huey and Tony. At Maine South, the boys were, and then it goes to the next page. Known as fun-loving jocks, the Rodhams expected them to perform as well on the football field as Hillary did in the classroom. Time, January 25, 1993, access July 19, 2007, carat ABC. So... What it's doing is it's skipping over the references. Yeah. That's what that's what we're doing. So let's go back to Okay, we read that. 
That's dumb that it's doing this. So red to there. Let's make sure we're not missing anything here. These are all... Those are all references? References. Okay. So now let's go ahead to here. Make sure references. Those are all references. Jeez. A lot of references. I think it's all references left. Well, we'll, we'll go, references right we'll go like every few seconds here and see. Looks like... Okay. References. Yep. Yeah, but where's the fucking... References, right? Yep. Okay. Where are we at? We're at 49. So... These are not references, but I'm trying to see. I feel like it's going to read those dates all goofy. Yeah. So that's 10. Let's just follow along here to there. Those are all things that they're connected to, I think. Yeah. And it probably so. says that, but hang on. This sets up the next video I believe yeah oh wait I got it. we could have read all these but yeah, okay so there's that alright so you, you learn a little bit about Tony yep. Rodham that's yep. Hillary's brother right yep. half brother I thought yeah alright well just right there look at him see the face mm-hmm. for, for listeners go google Tony Rodham and just do images and look at him, all right? Just look at his face, Dave. Yep. I want you to remember that. Now let's do this video. The following information is taken from True Reporting. I'm not sure his source for this uh, quote, but according to the quote, uh, the corpse of Jeffrey Epstein may actually be Tony Rodham, Hillary Clinton's little brother who recently died and I do see that the hair the nose the eyebrow the indentation right in front of his ear there's a, a see it, it dents in there in his younger picture here it does look like him uh, I do see that this could totally be the identity of the corpse here you see someone thinks maybe he was even uh, on the, the Clinton body count but here's him when he's older. Look at that hair. Look, it's coarse. The color's right. The cut is right. The nose. Here's another picture of him when he's older. I mean, obviously, he had his goatee shaved. And uh, here's the best side picture I've seen of him. And, of course, keep in mind that his ear is being squished up uh, by that object right. a little bit. So I'm just going to um, have these pictures kind of transition back and forth for you a couple times so you all can kind of think it over, look into it yourself. As wild as this sounds, what a message to the Clintons this would be. Kind of like, I mean, especially if he uh, was taken out by the Clintons. If he was about to expose them or talk in any way, 
just putting it out there. Oh, and by the way, um, go ahead, link in description, go over to True Reporting, watch that video, ton of other information. He just does really great reporting, gets a lot of sources, a lot of information comes his way, and he's willing to look in any corner and crevice for the truth. Okay. So, nice little two-minute yeah. thing there. Yeah. Tony Rodham could have been the dead body of Epstein right. removed from the uh, the prison. So, where did Epstein go? Did Epstein die? All right. There's some questions I'm posing. Now, <laughs> let's get deeper into this, Dave. Yep. Let's say... Now, let's go with what I've always said. And Clintons didn't have Epstein killed, even though Bill Clinton's on the shit, on mm-hmm. the list uh, 26 times on the island, all this shit. Prince Andrew had more heat on him than Bill Clinton did with this whole Epstein thing. Right. I've said that I think the Queen funded whoever went in and killed Epstein. Let's just say maybe... Um, the Clintons and the royal family kind of got together. We'll provide the body. You pay for the whole operation, Queen. Clintons will provide the body, Hillary's brother, and we'll do this whole thing. Problem with this is, you would you would pay for the murder of Epstein, or are you paying for him to get out of there? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or was this a so? You have like a, a combo here. The Clintons provide the body. The Queen provides the money. Because the Clintons are broke. Right, right. Because um, they're not getting their fucking DNC, you know. Check. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of heat on them. You don't want to funnel a whole lot of money to them right now. Their organization's under investigation, the Clinton Foundation. I mean, you don't want to see some checks be written by the Clinton Foundation to pay for you know a murder yeah. Uh, yeah whatever so right now the clintons really can't do anything but they can provide a body if mm-hmm. they needed to especially one that's you know do you want to see when he died and when epstein yes all right how close in relation so tony rodham death date june 7th 2019 okay mm-hmm. let's do Jeffrey Epstein, death date, August 10th, 2019. Two months later. Yeah. It's plenty of time. You throw some throw this motherfucker on ice, mm-hmm. just like they've done with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, because we all know she's been dead for probably about a year now. They've used a, they're using a bodied double, mm-hmm. just like Hillary has so many. What's interesting is how close they look alike. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think they could definitely, as corpses, they could pass as each other. As a corpse. Yeah, because even the picture, the, the picture in the bottom there, the second one in, the one that we saw originally. This one here? No, one up here. there. Second from the top. On the left. One more over. Up, oh, right there. That's the, the very bottom picture of that. That's the one we saw in the first video. I even thought first thing was, oh, that kind of looks like Epstein. Mm-hmm. Like before we even went into anything. Right. So then Rodham, Tony Rodham as a corpse could easily, I mean, 
I can tell you one thing. When you take the side view of Epstein and the body they claim as Epstein, mm-hmm. it is not the same person. However, right. if you take Rodham and the suspo- supposed Epstein, mm-hmm. there's, I think they're closer than yeah, Epstein and, and the, the dead yeah. Epstein. So it would make sense. You had Rodham on ice for two months. You put him in as Epstein's whatever. So here's this is the question then. Did the bad guys get Epstein out of there? And do they have him? Or did the good guys get Epstein out of there? And and they they used Hillary's brother. Okay, so I know this is it's all it's all an interesting stretch, maybe, mm-hmm. but maybe not. Well, I'm gonna go. Hang on, on. Hang on. let's just say uh, Trump's on the good side of shit. He's got the white hats, so this, I, I can reference the white hats. That's this means like the good guys. Mm-hmm. So Hillary's brother dies in June. Uh, they have a funeral, or whatever, but. The body's been on ice, okay, by the good guys. They, whatever. Ultimately, they they have Epstein. When did he get arrested? Do we know the date of that? No. I want to leave this up, so let me pull up. When did Epstein get arrested? Because this is pertinent. July 6th. All right. So, basically, a month after... Uh, Tony, Tony dies. dies. Mm-hmm. Epstein gets arrested. A month after that, he dies, supposedly in prison. All right. So let's just say, hi, brother, go with me on this journey, and mm-hmm. then you can say your piece. Just write it down and remember. I got it. Um, Tony dies. He's on ice by the good guys. Hillary thinks they've had the funeral or whatever. Who, who cares how Tony died, whether mm-hmm. he was murdered or not? That part really doesn't matter. I mean, right. it kind of does, but it doesn't. You can say that Hillary had him killed because he was going to expose whatever. Point is, he's dead. Yeah. Keep him on ice. Epstein gets arrested, and now he's in prison. Uh, a month later, everybody reports he's dead. What if they took Tony's body, knowing it's Hillary's brother, mm-hmm. uh, so the white hats are behind this whole, oh, the cameras went out and all this, because basically what they're doing is they're they're coming in, they're getting Epstein out, they're putting this dead body in they're going to set up a hanging or whatever the fuck they did right they get epstein out basically to protect him so it's like a witness protection program so that he can expose everything he knows at guantanamo bay let's just say they mm-hmm. they put him there now he's he's not in some bullshit prison where you know whatever all right uh and then the, they discover Epstein or the the dead Epstein, which is actually so. When Hillary sees this footage of Epstein dead, and you you, you know she would recognize her brother, it, would it not be say the White Hats are under Trump's direction? Let's just say mm. a fucking slap in the face to her. Like we used your brother to fake. So what are you going to do? You're going to come out and say that that's your brother that was used as the Epstein fucking corpse? No, but it's a fucking huge slap in the face to her. Like fuck you, bitch. Mm-hmm. I may not be able to put your ass in prison, but what I did do is I've got your guy who's going to expose your husband and you and your whole pedophile fucking ring. We've got him, and we used your brother as his corpse. Like, now, when you look at it like that, maybe you can understand the fucking hatred this cunt has for him. Mm -hmm. But yet she can't do anything about it. 
because in doing something about it would expose herself and her husband and her control and cabal. So she can't say anything. It's a fucking slap on the face, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you go the other side of things, let's say it's the bad guys. They used Tony's body. So what did they do with Epstein is my question then. I, for me, if I'm writing this movie, it sounds better that the Trump's side, the good side, did something like this as a fuck you to Hillary. What I'm trying to figure out, though, is if it wasn't the good side and it was the bad guys that did this. So they used Hillary's like, you know, because she doesn't give a shit about anybody other than Mm -hmm. herself. She's like, yeah, use my brother's body. Uh, So what did they do? Did they get Epstein out and then kill him? Or do they have him in some sort of fucking bunker where they're like, uh, you know, to prevent him from talking? Why not have just killed him, though? Yeah, that's, you know what why, I mean? that's why I don't think it's possible that the, the bad guys stage the death. I, right. I, I've said since the beginning that yeah. that our guys fucking, because Trump, try, they tried to kill him once, didn't work. I think that's when they got his ass out of there and put in the fucking body double. Now, I never knew about the Tony thing, but I've been it's saying. interesting, though. I've been saying since all along that the good guys have him. And maybe, let's take him where they're not going to suspect. Let's bring him back to the fucking island. Maybe he's at the island walking him through everything that's happened, all the evidence that he has at the island, showing him all the tunnels, showing him all the kids. Maybe that's where they rescued some kids. So I think they're at the island showing him everything. Well, I I don't think so. Singing like a goddamn canary. I don't think they're at the island. This is why. Because all the drones that we've – you can go to YouTube and put in drone footage of Epstein's Island. Dude, them motherfuckers drone drone on that shit every day. Oh, they're still doing it? Yeah, I didn't know they were still doing it. So, like – there's, it's it's too many eyes on that island. You would take him to Guantanamo or have him in a fucking bunker at Area 51. Mm-hmm. That if he is out and he is the good guys have Epstein and he's still alive, he is so protected that people like Hillary don't even. I mean, and maybe and that's the other thing. She would know. Oh, they fucking he's alive and where the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. Because he needs to be. But by now. This was in fucking August. Yeah. It's April. All the shit he could have told them, he could have explained everything on that island. He could have told them where all the bodies are buried at all his fucking wherever. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have told them everything by now. It's been, yeah. the point is, if he did get out and the, the good guys had him, he's never going to be out of prison. But what he might be able to do is, instead of getting a death penalty, he'll just get the uh, life in prison. The point is, he'll, you'll never see Epstein again because the public believes he's dead Mm -hmm. what i think is most interesting though is that if if you're trump and the one thing of all the shit that you said in all your debates you haven't been able to get done is have hillary arrested what a way to say oh bitch we're coming may not be done in my first term but it will be done and what a slap in the face that we're going to use your brother Mm -hmm. as a fucking corpse of this guy who has all this shit on you and your husband and all these other fucking assholes I don't know. Like, in, in, I mean, I, I don't know. I, you just look at the shit she's tweeted. There is a deep hatred she has for him. Mm-hmm. Why? Before you ran against him in 2016, you're in fucking pictures with Trump, praising him, saying you know, how fucking great he is and all this shit. Now you fucking hate him? Why well, would too if he was using my brother against me mm-hmm. as a fucking dead corpse? My dead brother. I mean, yeah, it sounds shitty, but fuck you. Rodham, both of them are pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. Epstein's a piece of shit. All, all these people are pieces of shit. 
So it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I I think it makes for a really good story. Yeah. Whether it's true or not, I don't know. This is where we can't prove. But I can tell you one thing. When you look at Epstein and the dead body, they're not the same person. No. It is definitely not the same person. Um, the problem is we don't have any pictures of Rodham dead. But I think we do. And I think it's, I think the corpse that they're saying is Epstein is actually Hillary's brother. Because they look more similar. Mm-hmm. The side-by-sides. I don't know, the ears. I, I mean, the hair. Everything is fits. Yeah. So... So then, I guess the question is, is Epstein still alive? And if so, yeah, I mean, is he under white hat protection? Being protected and just to to expose everybody, you know? The other thing doesn't make any sense. Like, why why break him out, fake his death, just to kill him somewhere else? Unless they plan on eating him or some weird fucking sick shit, but he's not a kid. Yeah, and that's the thing. What would be the point in the in the bad guys getting him out? This is what I've always contested. I don't think they if if they might as well have just killed him in prison Mm -hmm. because that's what everybody thinks, anyways. Why why if you're on the bad side would you get this bad guy out? What is he still? What good is he to have gotten him out? You can't ever roll him out. I mean, the good guys, at least they can get more information from him. Right. But he'll always remain in protective custody. And to the public, he'll always have been dead. dead. And I mean, unless there's some crazy twist they're going to do at some point in a year or two and say, oh, yeah, we got him out. And here he is. But he's going to stay in prison. But just so you know, he rolled on all these people. And this mm-hmm. is what his whole thing was i mean that would be a crazy fucking twist that'd be a nice twist i don't think you'll see that because i think too many people would fucking lose their mind and i think in doing that you wouldn't you would lose trust in the government i think i think people already are losing trust in the government right but at that point would it would that actually backfire on trump that's been my my big thing is if you did that it would backfire on him i think when ultimately like so then unless he unless he at the end, because if he gets reelected in a couple months here, well, a while now, but if he gets reelected at the very end of his second term, he can release all this shit then, because it's not going to matter. He can't rerun. Yeah. Then maybe. And then it could what be, if? yeah. What if it comes out that Epstein's still alive? He rolled on all these people, because by then, all uh, you'd have to assume most of these people would be in fucking jail, or mm-hmm. have been arrested, or something. Or implicated. died of the coronavirus. Yeah, or, or something. I mm. mean, committed suicide, whatever the case may be. I don't know. I think it's an interesting thing to consider because prior to this, we didn't know who the corpse could be. Well, now we have a fucking person, and it's ironic that it's Hillary's brother. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, the other strange. interesting thing is if you just Google Jeffrey Epstein and Tony Rodham and do images, that's what it all is. It's all uh, those two in the, and the side by side and shit. So mm-hmm. Google's not as fucking bad as it used to be because it's starting to get nine months out. ago. We could have done this. If we would have gotten anything. Nothing. Yeah. You know, of course, nine months ago, <laughs> either one were dead. So true. But you know, Google's getting to that point there. There, there's less and less, um, uh, bullshit. Yeah. So this is the last thing on this. 
this Hillary Clinton's younger brother dead story just stinks to high heaven. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Hard News TV 2. I'm your host, Terry Lynn, and this is the channel where truth is like archaeology, and every day we're digging for it. Today is June 12, 2019, and we were told June 7th that Hillary Clinton's problem sibling, Tony Rodham, had died, but cause of death had not been revealed don't know where he supposedly died at, but what I find curious is it's four days later, and when you type in Tony Rodham's funeral, nothing is coming up. No obituary, no funeral plans, four days later. So the only thing that had the word funeral associated... Oh, yeah, and the other thing is there was no Epstein funeral. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would love for somebody to... Sh I mean... Uh, he had family. It's not yeah. like he was family-less. Right. Epstein had family. But yet, where the fuck's the funeral? Mm -hmm. We had the body, but where's the funeral? So no funeral for Tony. And no funeral, no for, funeral for Epstein. Why? It's interesting. I would love for somebody to ex answer those questions for me. What's his name was, um, this is Arkansas Times from June 8th. The day after he died. Open line. News includes death of Hillary Rodham Clinton's brother, Tony. Funeral set for former senator. Now, she died just a couple of days before him, and they announced her funeral. But this is Hillary, quotes statement about her brother dying. We lost my brother, Tony, last night. It is hard to find words. My mind is flooded with memories of him today. When he walked into a room, he lighted up with laughter. He was kind, generous, and a wonderful husband to Megan and father and Zach, Simon and Fiona. We will miss him very much. What if, you know how all these other tweets in these celebrity videos, and I, I, I personally think there's so much coding within everything they say. What mm. if when she said, we lost my brother? Do some of the body. It's not in terms of he died. It's in terms of, like, what if he didn't die mm -hmm. at that point? He was later on put to death through, say, a military tribunal type situation. Something in my mouth. <laughs> uh, right before the Epstein thing. So you didn't mm -hmm. even have to put a body on ice. Right. That what if he was just held and then... He was put to death, and ironically, it lined up with, I don't know, he put to death maybe a day before. Oh, well, now we need an Epstein body. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, when we lost, maybe we lost is she was told that he died. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you don't know how much she actually knows. Right. But I guarantee you she would know if she saw that picture. Oh, shit, that's my What a fucking slap on the face. I'm telling you, there's something mm -hmm. to it. We may never know for sure, but there's something to it. Yeah. So when you when you go and break down these fucking texts and shit, like we're gonna we'll get into that a little bit later too. Some of these other like the coding they put in there, um, it's it's interesting because they're kind of telling you shit. As long if you take out certain words and all this, there's there's a whole different message that they're telling right, you, right. and certain people that know the code can read these, and they don't read the bullshit. But for just you and I, regular people, we read the bullshit and don't understand that there's mm -hmm. actually a code there. Does that sound like a grieving statement? So, 
I talked about these two former GOP senators that came up dead, one in Arkansas, where Tony Rodham lived, and one a six-hour drive away in Oklahoma. And then right after both of these people died from gunshot wounds in their home, that a gag order is in place that nobody can talk about it. Then two days later, Hillary Clinton-sided Clinton's little brother comes up, quote, dead, but there's no funeral announcement, no obituary, no kind of information, no proof that the man even died. Did they put him in hiding? It says, tonight's open line includes news. Hillary Rodham Clinton's posted on Twitter today the death Friday night of her brother, Tony Rodham. He was born in 1954. A cause has not been disclosed. Okay? So, this is the brother that got the gold mining rights to Haiti. Now, supposedly, he's died. He's nowhere to be seen. There's no funeral. There's no funeral plans. There's no proof of death. We're just being told by Hillary Clinton in a tweet that he died. Okay, it says, tonight's open line includes news Hillary Rodham Clinton posted on her Twitter today. Are we seeing any news articles that he was found dead in his home? He was found dead in his car. This story started by Hillary Clinton tweet. And there's no funeral, no obituary, no news of what happened. Two days after two high-profile GOP, former GOP people came up dead with a gag order in place. So... Did uh, she pay Tony to do her some favors? Y'all leave me your comments below and let me know what you think. Okay, so let's just Google, because that was back in, uh, that article that she was referencing was back in June. Let's just see now, if we Google right now, was there ever, you know. A funeral, cause of death, anything, yeah. Tony Rodham, cause of death. We'll start there. Let's try and, let's try and figure it out, you know. Yeah, just right there, his... His death was announced by his sister on Twitter. Jesus Christ. Shut up. We're not giving you any money. Why would I? Okay. Um, early life and education. Let's scroll down to the death. Personal life and death. At a party in East Hampton. Ron Metnickel. Okay. Gives a shit. 2001. Very last line. Yeah. At the age of six, where his death was announced by his sister on Twitter, the cause of death was not announced. Why? Why can't we find a fucking obituary? He's not dead. Well, he is now. I think he is. She did not say where he died or or specify the cause. Is this it? Maybe. No, it's a letter from the fucking school. This is great sadness. Yeah, so it's not even obituary there. Okay. It's from the Rodham Institute? What the fuck is that? Well, probably something that these two fucking maniacs started. (laughs) July 2nd, 2019. This is claiming to be an obituary from the Times. The Times Europe. Dude, get the fuck out of here. 
uh, on the side, if you just glance, you would think that was Clinton and yeah. uh, Bill Clinton and Epstein. Yep. It looks just fucking like yeah, her on the side. And it's got the nose, dude. Look at that nose. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. So that's the main feature that makes him look different is the nose. But even the nose is similar. But yeah. he's got, okay, salesman, prison guard, and debt collector. Now, here, here's the irony. What was the main thing about uh, Epstein, Epstein's death? The, yeah, the, the prison guards. Prison guards. Yep. This guy used to be a fucking prison guard. Mm-hmm. Debt collector turned business consultant. Best known as Hillary Clinton's embarrassing brother. He was an embarrassment. Okay. Uh, Hill's brother, a deadbeat, was the last headline Hillary Clinton wanted to read when she was a senator considering running for presidency. Um, oh, you got to sub- subscribe to keep Screw fucking reading. that. Well, anyways, it's not an obituary. Nope. It's an article that they're, no. that they're labeling an obituary, and I guarantee you it was because somebody started saying, well, where the fuck's the obituary? Yep. All right, Times, get out there and fucking write a... Something. Well, write an article and just put obituary there. It's not an obituary. You know what an obituary right. is? It's when the family mm-hmm. writes about, right? Yeah. What's the definition of an obituary? I mean, if it says, oh, a news article about the person, a notice of a death, especially in a newspaper, typically including a brief biography of the deceased person. I guess. I guess you can call it an obituary. But it's typically written by yeah. a fucking family member. Yeah. Somebody that survived that person, right? Yep. Okay. Now, what was the other thing we are going to look up? The uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein funeral? Okay. Buried in an unmarked tomb beside his parents. Okay, so if you can figure out where his parents are buried, you can figure out where he's at, because probably only one unmarked tomb. Yeah. Supposedly. Um, I'd be curious to dig that up and see. Maybe let's do a DNA test. Yeah. Call up uh, Mudget. <laughs> okay. Let's see. So I don't... Let's see... Anything about the funeral, like funeral arrangements. Let's see... Um, did they have a funeral? Not according to this. Hang on. I mean, did Jeffrey Epstein have a funeral is what I'm Googling now. His own brother says he didn't kill himself, Mark Epstein. That says he was laid to rest beside his parents, Pauline and Seymour. At I.J. Morris Star of David Cemetery in wherever that is. Right, Miami. Florida. Yeah. So, um. His Jeff Epstein's body was claimed by an unidentified associate. Yeah, that's from NBC News on August 14th. That's uh, interesting. Oh, Snopes is on there. Yeah, did the Clintons release a statement about Epstein's death? I'm sure it's false. Who knows? Let's click on it. Let's just see what Snopes, because it's always great when Snopes weighs in on something. Yeah. Did the Clintons release a statement about Epstein's death an hour before his body was found? It's a good question. Come on, where's the giant false thing? Let's see it. Claim, the Clintons released a statement about financier oh, Jeffrey Epstein's death an hour before the body was found, labeled satire. 
Oh, so they can't say it's false. They have to say satire. Well, some satire is true. Yeah. Interesting. Um, conspiracy theories about the suicide of Jeffrey Epstein, an ultra-rich financier and sex offender with ties to some of the world's most influential figures, have continued to circulate since his death. Popular but baseless claims, which were spread at the highest levels of government, posited that Bill and Hillary Clinton were behind his death, playing on one of the most persistent of Internet conspiracy theories known as Clinton body bags. That's untrue. It's Clinton body count. Yeah. But we have to change that. It's never been Clinton body bags. Nope. Has, have you I've ever never, fucking heard that? No, never heard so, it called that. So they're already wrong in this because it's Clinton body count. Yeah. Um, a rumor positing that former President Bill Clinton and former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton have snuffed out dozens of people who possess damaging information about them. The website Patriot Post circulated a meme labeled as humor that insinuated the Clintons knew about Epstein's death before it was disclosed. Hillary Clinton's publicist released a statement noting, quote, the Clintons are saddened by the events surrounding Jeffrey Epstein's suicide, end quote. The weird thing is that statement was released an hour before his body was found. Um, although the meme may have circulated online with, without his, this context, it originated on a page labeled humor and thus should not be viewed as a statement of fact. That's it? That's all. So they knew. Yep. Is what I'm getting out of this. That's what I'm getting out of it, too. Because, yeah, otherwise Snopes is so adamant. False, 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 false. Yeah, they can't say false. Um, that's interesting that they, why would they do the rating as satire? Oh, because of the humor thing. Yeah. But, yeah, why not put false? Because you can't put false. But this Clinton body bags, I've never fucking heard nope. that. I've, I've heard it today. It's the only time I've ever heard it. It's always been Clinton body count. <laughs> Clinton body bags. Just what happens when know. you Google Clinton body bags? Because <laughs> I've never Snopes. fucking heard that. Yeah, watch Snopes be the first fucking thing that comes up. Yep. <laughs> if you Google Clinton body bags, Snopes is the first two things. But then the third and thing then is Wikipedia, Wikipedia. Yep. Clinton body count by Wikipedia. Everything else is Clinton body count. Yeah. You f- this is... Uh, dude. <laughs> I can't stand Snopes, and anybody that sits and references Snopes as a fucking factual website is. A f- I, I, I will say it right now. I will debate anybody on every single thing on Snopes, the entire website. Mm-hmm. I will debate on everything. Yeah. But especially your Clinton body bags. It has <laughs> never been fucking. Okay, now let's do Clinton body count. Let's just do that. I'm, a, I'm a curious. So the first thing is Wikipedia Clinton body count. Yeah. Then the next thing is um, from Vox. The next two things. Then the fourth thing is Snopes with Clinton body bags. Nobody has ever said body bags ever nope. in the history of fucking conspiracy theories has it ever been called Clinton body bags. Nope. Snopes is the only one, and the reason they did that is so that when you go search Clinton body bags, it comes up to them, and this way I guarantee you if I click on this, it's going to be a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Decades-old political rumor claims Bill Clinton quietly did away with several dozen people who possessed incriminating evidence about him. Well, for one, that's wrong. Everybody thinks it's Hillary, not Bill. Right. So you're already wrong there. They well, call it the well, hard, of course it's false. Hard not false. Bill. It's fucking Hillary. And I bet you they don't even mention Hillary being behind anything in here. The fucking. It's all. Hillary gets rid of Bill's fucking nemesis and all these cunts that he sleeps with and everybody mm-hmm. that has dirt on her and him here we go here's the first reference in the article about my no, it calls it up there a little, a little higher calls it count body count right there okay and her list too. oh her list called the clinton body count c- 
coincidence or the kiss of death, then contaminated the names or contained the names of 34 people she believed had died suspiciously and who had ties to the Clinton family. Thompson admitted she had no direct evidence of Clinton's killing anyone. Yeah, she doesn't physically fucking do it, you moron, but she can hire people to do it. This is irritating. Indeed, she said the deaths were probably caused by people trying to control the president, but refused to say who they were. Thompson said her allegations of murder seem groundless only because the mainstream media have done, uh, haven't done enough digging. Since 1994, various uh, respected news outlets, well, that's your opinion. You can't say respected when they're, that's a fucking opinion. Okay. News outlets have been confronted with versions of the Clinton body count list, run their own investigations of a few of the claims, and found nothing to substantiate what they looked into. Those investigations would culminate in yet another story about an oddball conspiracy rumor. Well, I have lots of questions about yeah. the body count and the fucking people on it. How about we talk about all the weird deaths? And and it gets into them here on this. I'm surprised they've actually gone that deep into yeah. it. Well, you know, it is the Clinton body bag. But I am curious how they uh, how they break shit down. But, you know, I'll do a whole episode on this with somebody that buys into the Snopes Clinton body bag bullshit. I will, I will debate the entire thing with somebody. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I think it's all bullshit. Everything on Snopes is bullshit. And I, too, hate when people say, oh, Snopes said it's false. Well, fuck off with Snopes. <laughs> eat his dick. For, for one, prove to me Snopes is a legit fucking source. Yeah, eat a dick with that. Um, let's, the first thing I'll go to, and here's a little tip for anybody that wants to debate me on this, let's look where their funding comes from. We'll start there, and once you can show me that they're not fucking tied to Everything in the last episode out of Shadows, one of these major fucking corporations, let's follow the money trail and see who fucking funds Snopes, and then I will have won the debate. We don't even have to talk about what's on their website. But if if you can prove to me anything on Snopes' website is fucking legit, and it comes from a fucking legit source, and they're not funded by some fucking major corporation somewhere down the line, or George Soros, or something like that, did we ever? you find, may be able to win this debate. Did we ever find anything on Snopes that said true that was actually true? I don't know. You could probably say, is America real? And they probably, well, that's true. <laughs> is the sky They blue? probably actually say that's false or satire. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. I mean? It's, it's never been, well, I don't think we've I've always said uh, what I want to do is make a, 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 a website, create a website and call it Snoops and make it a joke on Snopes, a parody of Snopes, and yep. take everything that's on Snopes and do the exact opposite of it. And you'd probably have a more accurate picture of fucking reality. We just could like do that. drunk, not drunk. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I would love to take the money. I just need a big corporation to fund me so I can yeah. do my fucking Snoops website. And if it ever shows up, I'm suing those motherfuckers because it was my idea long before anybody else. Do a website... Snoops or something like that, but Snapes. it has to be the, the opposite of... Well, Snapes is owned, owned by Harry Potter. Oh. Um, it, do the opposite of Snopes, and you probably have a more accurate fucking yeah. picture of... Here's the... Ultimately, there is no Epstein funeral. He's just buried. They didn't have a funeral. Uh, and, and you could argue, well, they didn't want people to come out and protest and fucking all this. Okay. Well, what about that piece of shit church that fucking protests any uh, military person? Yeah. They do those. I mean, other piece of shit people they had funeral for. I mean, okay, I'll get it. I'll give you that. Point is, he's probably not dead. Yep, I agree. They didn't have a funeral for um, Tony Rodham. He was technically a public figure. There should be something out there. How come we don't even see a fucking obituary? Where did he die? Well, we don't want to tell you where he died because there would be an obituary in that town's paper. Except there is no obituary. Because it's not real. 
It's interesting. Sorry. Sometimes I get angry. Sometimes. Anyways, so that's those three videos. Now, that covers references from the last episode about the Epstein thing, right? And right. And, and Tony Rodham. Now, I'm going to jump quickly into the Playboy thing, and then we'll go watch some other videos. Okay. So I'm going to jump to my... Um, oops. Wrong direction. No, it's called One Direction. Oops. What the hell's going on here? None of those are... Uh, there we go. Okay. This person came across this picture a few weeks ago. Uh, says, I never posted it because I couldn't substantiate where it came from or when it was taken. But this is 100% the Playboy Mansion. They're really digging up the grounds, it would appear. So here's the Playboy Mansion. I'll zoom in for you, Dave, so you can see it a little yes. better. Appreciate it. Oh, wow. So this is the Playboy Mansion. Here's the grotto over here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're digging up the backyard. Now, like, that's a pretty fucking deep area. Like, you can see that crane and how yeah. deep it goes. They've got, clearly those things are way under normal ground. Right. The whole ground, there is no grass anymore. It's like, okay, so you're, you're wondering, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. Here's this. Let me zoom in so we can read it. All right. Playboy Mansion does have extensive underground tunnels and quarters. This is coming from, uh, uh Inevi- Inevitable ET or something, Twitter account. Um, this is, uh, then Jenna Jameson, she's been weighing in a lot on this whole thing. Yeah, I've noticed thing. that. Uh, she goes, I can attest to this. She actually responds to this, a post about the digging, okay? Um, so there's underground tunnels and quarters. Now, I've heard about this. We've actually covered this, I think, or maybe I had the stuff. No. There's, there was rumored tunnels, supposedly from the Playboy Mansion to Jack Nicholson's house. Oh, yeah, and, we did talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, about but that. this is a, a while ago, remember? Yeah. Um, so there's tunnels that went from their houses. There's like tunnels that go on because the, there's multiple houses along this area. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to the outside the Playboy Mansion in LA? No. Okay. No. When I was there, we went and saw it and then I, uh, um, went there again, uh, later on when I could actually drive and I'd rented a car in Vegas. We drove out there and went outside, you know, drove around. Uh, it was with my brother-in-law. And, uh, so I've been there. I haven't been inside, but I've been out on the gate and all this. Right. So there's all these celebrities that live on either side and every, in, you know. Right. I've seen. It's all I, celebrities. I just watched a documentary on the Playboy, so I've seen a lot yeah, of yeah. pictures. So later. there's tunnels there, and that's clear. I mean, that's, and we the movie we just watched last episode, mm-hmm. they talked about um, the grotto and the secret. Okay. Clearly there's some shit. And if you'd ever watch anything on the Playboy, they probably talked about secret rooms and hallways and shit. Mm-hmm. They have all that. All right. Mm-hmm. There's tunnels. And they, uh, when we talked about it before, we saw the blueprint things of those, or the uh, diagrams, I yeah, guess, yeah. of the tunnels that went to these uh, other celebrities' homes, right? All right. Now, uh, there's one more. Oops. Stupid thing. That is not. Okay. There's one more picture. It's further down here. It's basically a side-by-side. So there's... That. There's the picture again. You can see the mm-hmm. property. That's what it looks like when it's not all torn. When up. it's not all torn up. So just get a good look there. Okay. See the grotto. 
Yeah. The water here's the thing, and and all this. There's the property. See, even that there, you don't see a building over the grotto. Yeah, that's weird. But I think the grotto goes underground, dude. I think it's. Oh, it could be that building next to it. Oh no, it's a parking lot in it. There's a the van. Yeah. I don't know. We could probably go to Google Images and get a right. Whatever. So, anyways, here's a picture. Grass, you know, whatever. All right. Even the even look up here. So right. the, the front of right. you know, tennis courts and all that. Now, I'll go back to the. It's a little bit better shot in this one. Yeah, all the grass is gone. In the in the front, everything's gone. This all, all gone. Look look at so what are they doing? What are they digging? Mm-hmm. Same way, no. Especially now that he's dead. Yeah, it's interesting that all started after he died. Mm-hmm. Um. So now, let me read you this. This comes from uh, like four uh, chan type boards. Yeah. Playboy Mansion historic crib under serious construction. The Playboy Mansion is getting a serious facelift, and while other businesses across Los Angeles have come to a screeching halt, the crib's construction crew rages on. We've obtained several photos of the main of the mansion taken Thursday just outside one of the side entrances. The storied estate is fully enveloped in scaffolding. There's also excavation equipment. Tunnels, excavation equipment. Okay. Um Makes you wonder, what, what are they digging up? What are they trying to fucking... Uh, that was posted last week. Yeah. What are they trying to find there? So here, tunnels went to Nicholson's Pedo House, uh, Warren Beatty. Beatty? Beatty, yeah. That pay sewer there that they that's in parentheses, that was in... Now, I can't remember. That, that's linked to something with Q. We'll, we'll look that up in a second. James Conn House. Uh, go to Jack's and play with the tweens while all looks normal at the half house. So basically, what they're getting at is, you know, they had tunnels to go to these other people's houses. You could you could go in one and end up at the other, and nobody would ever fucking know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, makes you wonder, are they digging up these fucking tunnels and, uh, you know, discovering shit? Is this part of the... Here, let's continue this. Playboy Mansion rabbit hole. Darren Metropolis, son of billionaire Dean Metropolis, purchased the property next door to the mansion in 2016. He purchased the Playboy Mansion in 2016. That was after right. Hugh Hefner. Uh, no, it was before Hugh Hefner died. Hugh Hefner sold the Playboy Mansion to him, but with the under the guise of, I get to live out. Live Once it. I die, yeah. then it's yours. But until then, I own it, or I'll stay here. You own it. Mm-hmm. That was the agreement, right? I remember yep. hearing about yep. this on the news. Yep. He plans to merge the two properties, creating a 7.3-acre compound. Okay? He's going to merge the two properties. What are you digging up, though? Yeah. That's the question. Um, he doesn't want the pedal tunnels anymore. Maybe he's getting rid of the uh, yeah the, the tunnels. So that's pretty much the end of uh, the Playboy piece there. I was just going to Google search. It, maybe we can find some mainstream article talk. Because you'd assume if it's something's, you know, there'd be something about this, right? You would On, think. Um, so let's see. Playboy Mansion um, Excavation. Inside Hook from April 7th, 2020. Let's see what they say. I've never heard of Inside Hook. Have Me you? either. Nope. Okay. The Playboy Mansion is under construction. It's time for a facelift. Wonderful. Okay. 
For better or worse, we will all emerge from quarantine looking a little different than we did going in, assuming we emerge. Ah, oh, fuck you. These damn pop-ups. Uh, assuming we emerge from quarantine at all, that is. Uh, while the rest of us are cutting our own bangs, growing some ill-advised facial hair, or just kind of generally letting ourselves go, the Playboy Mansion appears to be working on a quarantine makeover of its own. New photos obtained by TMZ reveal the infamous former dwelling of the late Hugh Hefner and his series of wives and hordes of girlfriends is under construction. While most construction projects in L.A. have ground to a halt along with the rest of the world, work on renovating Hefner's former house of disrepute appears to be in full swing, with the photos showing a mansion engulfed in scaffolding as well as excavation equipment outside. That is weird. Mm-hmm. Is that essential? No. Well, it would be if this whole excavation is part of a fucking criminal investigation. Yeah. Then it would be fucking essential because it's no longer about the coronavirus. It's about maybe, I don't know, all these other fucking tunnels supposedly kids are being rescued from. What if these tunnels are part of some bigger investigation? Well, why wouldn't you be continuing that while everybody's at their fucking homes not looking in on this, right? Okay, I'll continue. I'm losing my shit right now. (laughs) I feel like Alex Jones. The iconic Playboy Mansion was sold to billionaire Darren Metropolis for $100 million before Hefner's death in 2017. While it remains unclear what Metropolis has in mind for the Playboy Mansion 2.0, any renovations will have to protect the main structure in accordance with a deal the new owner struck with L.A. city officials in which he agreed to not demolish the main residence and repair the facade of the structure while maintaining its original condition as part of his extensive renovation. The agreement preserves the mansion without granting it landmark status, which allows Metropolis to renovate unencumbered by the more rigid restrictions such a classification would have imposed. We'll have to wait until the Playboy Mansion emerges from its quarantine cocoon to see what Metropolis has planned for the iconic site of orgies, reality TV shows, and grimy grottos of yore. Hopefully it's not getting bangs. The only other thing I can think that they're digging that giant hole for is a pool. Just, they've just, already got a pool. Well, they've got the grotto pool, and then they've got that other little pool, but maybe mm. they're putting a big pool right there, and maybe they'll demolish the grotto or something. I don't know. I'm just trying to think, like, Outside of conspiracy thoughts. But once again, putting a pool is not essential. Yeah, so why are they able to do it? But see, if you look at this picture. It's too close to the building to be a pool, uh, I think. Well, maybe not. I mean, that's a deep-ass fucking pool. Because if you look, that, that is deep, dude. It's That would be like, that's, I would say, I don't know for sure, but that looks would be at least Olympic size. Yeah. Not that that's uncommon. But that is deep as well. Like, are you doing some fucking giant diving in this? Because how tall do you think one of those little uh, bobcats is? Uh, probably a good... Seven feet, maybe? Uh, I would... No, uh, they're tall. They're probably about eight eight feet, I'd say. Okay. Oh, it's under. Yeah. So we're talking... how much further down the other one is. Okay. Yeah, and this one's even further. So over here, it's even deeper than here. So this could be your shallow end. Mm-hmm. So let's say, what are we talking at least... 20 feet yeah, why would you need to close to the house deep? and maybe 10, 12 feet over here? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying, if you're trying to think logically, because I could see somebody trying to argue with me about this, oh, they're just putting in a pool. 
Okay, well, okay, but if that's you're case, putting in a pool, is... then why are we doing it during quarantine when nobody can fucking leave right. their homes? Right. And California is one of the most strictest on this. They're giving people that are hiking in yeah. fucking parks tickets, yet this is okay? But not only that, but if we're doing a pool in the backyard, why is all the grass from everywhere gone? Yeah. And and you, to be fair, you do have a pool right here. Yeah. <laughs> Still part of the property. Yeah. Like, granted, it's not as big. And not as close. But, I mean... doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's something going on. And, and we could just be fucking barking up a, a tree of, well, there's nothing there. But I don't know. What's this? From Factual, P-H-A-C-T-U-A-L. Com, how secret tunnels came to be discovered under the Playboy Mansion. Sometimes a salacious celebrity story is so incredible it's hard to believe it could be true. And yet sometimes that incredible story turns out to be true anyways. Such is the case with the hidden tunnels recently discovered underneath the Playboy Mansion. When looking through some old 1970s Polaroids, the Playboy.com staff came across some pictures of what appeared to be a large excavation project. There's that word again. Uh, when they asked the mansion's new general manager what the project was, he responded perplexingly, that's probably when they built the tunnels in the 70s. The staff was allowed to explore an unfinished basement area full of otherwise forgotten blueprints and drawings. Among those were these blueprints for a series of tunnels leading from the mansion to the houses of presumably, based on first initials, Jack Nicholson, Kirk Douglas, James Cann, and Warren Beatty. All the actors lived nearby the mansion in the 1970s and early 80s. All and un- and all had strong reputations for their proclivities. Rumor has it the tunnels were closed up in the late 1980s, around the time Hugh Hefner married playmate Kimberly Conrad. Playboy is currently looking for more information regarding this very sexy bit of their history. Interesting. So the tunnels were closed up, huh? Allegedly. Yeah, if you believe that. Uh, let's see what Playboy.com says about it, and then we'll move on. So there were tunnels to celebrities' homes below the Playboy Mansion. According to blueprints found at the Playboy Mansion, secret tunnels funneled celebs in and out. One of our editors was in the office archives pulling photos for a feature set to run on Hugh Hefner's birthday. He found some Polaroids in 1977 that showed a large excavation pad of the mansion. Uh, where are these photos? How come they're not on the fucking archives? Yeah, I know. Uh, we asked the new general manager at the mansion about these photos. He said, very matter-of-factly, that's probably when the tunnels were built in 1970. Uh, when you work at Playboy, you hear lots of stories. Some of them are true. The Playboy Mansion is, in fact, the only private residence in L.A. with a fireworks license and one of the few with a zookeeping permit. Some of them, such as whether there's a secret room in the house that lets you see into the grotto pool. Well, we just saw a fucking... Yeah. Vi- okay. We can't verify because we've never actually seen that room in the mansion, but we never heard anything about a tunnel. These are the photos we've found in the archive. Oh, cool. Here we go. Oh, so we do have some... Okay. Well, that's interesting because last week we watched that movie and there was, they, they showed it. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they got that footage from, but there's clearly, a, and that yeah. was the grotto. Yeah. And that, in the movie they said it was his office. Yep. Yet when you look at the thing, you don't see the office. So maybe no. the office is part of the rock formation. So the office is actually hidden within the rock formation. Possibly. So it's a hidden office too. I don't know. Well, I've exactly never been said it was there. a hidden room. Yeah. Hidden. So there you go. Uh, secret room in the house that lets you see into the grotto. But, well, the grotto is not in the house. Mm-hmm. It's separate. 
So this statement's wrong. Whether there's a secret room in the house, if you remove that, let me read it without that. Such as whether there's a secret room that lets you see into the grotto. Well, that exists. When you say it's in the house, well, then you can say, well, that's not a true statement. Right. Because it's not in the fucking house. All right. I know you want to get to these pictures, Dave. So there's that. Looks like some... A ladder and some wood. To, like, get down, like a... To walk across, yeah. yeah. So this is where they're they're, uh, laying the cement. You can see the cement pouring in on that. Mm -hmm. So they're clearly tunnels. That almost looks like part of the grotto. Yeah. Uh, walling there, the stone walling. October 17, 1977. Hmm. They poured the cement. All right. Looking west. That means nothing to me. All right. We decided to dig a little, little deeper and secured an invite to the mansion to see if we could find out anything else. Staff led us to an unfinished basement area, rare in Los Angeles given the earthquakes, and let us check out what can only be described as a treasure trove of old photos, plans, and blueprints. Jesus, look at all those blueprints. They're pretty old. I'd say at least the 70s. Mm-hmm. Based on the discoloration. Okay. Yeah, Jesus, there's, there's more. There's a <laughs> shit ton of them. All right. After an hour of giddy treasure hunting, you won't believe some of the stuff down there. This caught our eye. Oh, yeah. This is the... Uh, remember, this is the one that... The picture yeah. that we saw. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. You just never know, right? We're going to save it right there. In the porn folder. All right. And <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I saved it so that we can zoom in on it. Maybe we can zoom in right here. Nope. Nope. All right. Anyways, it, it, it shows the Playboy Mansion over here, and this would be Warren Beatty's residence. It looks like Beatty right there. And there's a tunnel that goes, like, there's one that goes there, and then one that way down, yeah, and back up. And then this one goes to the Nicholson residence, looks like. Here's that. I can't read it. Yeah, it's too small. Click to enlarge. Is there anything here? Why does it do that? Hold the shift button. And now try and zoom in. With the arrow or something. Nope. Yeah, and when I scroll up, it does Okay. Anyways. So according to this blueprint, tunnels were built to the homes of Mr. J. Nicholson, Mr. W. Beatty, Mr. K. Douglas, and Mr. J. Can. We'll go ahead and assume they're talking about Jack Nicholson, Warren Beatty, Kirk Douglas, and James Can all of whom lived near the Playboy Mansion during the late 1970s and early 1980s. There are no dates on the architectural schematics, but the dates on the Polaroids were from 1977. This was the only other document that referenced the tunnels. So, in the home itself, schematic pedestrian tunnel, Hefner Residence, North Elevation. That's what it says here. It looks like there's stairwell. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six... Six flights down. How tall is a typical flight of stairs? A story. So that's six stories, right? So that's like, what, 10 feet, 60 feet, right? Isn't mm-hmm. each flight typically 10 feet unless they're like shorter ones? Yeah, I think so. So between 5 and 10 feet, I would say, is a flight. I wonder, can you count the amount of steps? Two, 
I'd say it's about 14 steps there. That's a typical flight, right? Yeah. So that's let's say that's 10 feet. So that we're talking 60 feet underground. And there's two. And okay, so one, two, three flights get you to the uh, northbound towards James Can's residence, and then three more flights get you down to the um, Nicholson residence and the and the Beatty residence. And I bet you, okay, anyways, let's save that one too. Oh. Give it a number two. <laughs> yep. All right. Oh, they zoomed in for us. How nice. Yeah. Clarence may vary further information required on existing structures, ground conditions, and proposed construction. And I would say if that's an average height of a man, six feet, probably about nine foot, you know, height there in yeah. that tunnel. Yeah. Here it's saying, was that a six? Sixteen? Uh, Anyways, it's interesting. We'll save that one too. Sorry, Dave. I just, I have to have this stuff. No, it's fine. Oh, no. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Saved it as the wrong thing. All right. We asked if we could see the tunnels. The staff member said, off the record, quote, I heard they were closed up sometime in 1989. Hugh Hefner married playmate Kimberly Conrad in 1989. We went back to the general manager, and he said he couldn't discuss it further. We then asked the mansion staff for more info about the celebrity tunnels, and we were told Mr. Hefner did not wish to comment. We reached out to reps for Nicholson, Khan, Douglas, and Beatty, and they have not agreed to comment. This is all the info we've been able to dig up, so we're asking for help. If you were at the Playboy Mansion in the 1970s or 1980s, and you or your dad or someone you know, that's why they said dad, yeah, not mom. Yeah. Why wouldn't you put mom? Because, like, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's dudes or chicks out there that had moms that were bunnies right. that were there during that time. Saw or used one of these celebrity tunnels, please let us know. But first, check the date of this article. Happy April Fool's, friends. Mmm. So they're trying to act like it was a, it's all April Fool's joke. Yeah. Let's go back to the top. Make sure it is the first April first, twenty fifteen. So what they're trying to say is that it's bullshit. So basically, that is interesting. I don't think it's April Fool's joke. I think that they did yeah. that as a satire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should ask Snopes. No. Okay. So. You want my opinion? I think there's tunnels at the Playboy Mansion. I think they go to these people's homes. I think pedophilia in Hollywood has been around for a long yeah. fucking time. Yeah. And these tunnels, I mean, it could just be convenience of celebrities trying to get to the mansion without being seen driving in. Mm-hmm. It could also be just like all these other tunnels, and there's tunnels everywhere, dude. I, what was going on at the Playboy Mansion? Let's just be realistic here. Mm-hmm. Lots of sex, lots of yeah, drugs, lots yeah. of parties, probably underage shit. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think we've all agreed. Let's switch gears, Dave. Yeah. You sent me this video. Yep. Called the First Amendment Audit. Of I, I think FBI, it's fucking hilarious. FBI office doesn't go as planned. Um, so this guy, he drives through the FBI parking lot in Tennessee. In Tennessee with his camera, 
And he's on filming his cell phone, on yeah. his cell phone. Yeah. No, he's got his daughter in the car, which is really interesting. She's young. She's probably, what, seven, eight years old, maybe six? I think he says five or six. Five yeah. or six, okay. And uh, now the video is 30 minutes long. We're not going to watch the whole thing, but we'll start it from the beginning, and we'll go about maybe three, four minutes in, because this guy from the FBI comes out, chases the guy down, pulls him over in a parking lot, and then they interact, and then eventually this... FBI guy calls the cops, and, and yep. we'll just kind of play clips throughout and, and see how this goes down. I'm pulling you over because you just drove through our parking lot for the second time and recorded our bu- our building. Yeah, is that and illegal? Why are, you, why are you videoing? Is that illegal? I need to see your driver's license. No, I'm not showing you my driver's license. <laughs> now it says, here's how it started. So that jumped right to that. Now here he is pulling in. Watch this video. I pulled up, Google it, YouTube, whatever. Yeah. I guess it's 30 minutes. It's worth it's it. It's the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, February 6, 2019. This is a full year ago when this went down. Why not? Because they will not like that. <laughs> probably not. No problem. Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. What does that say there? The guilt, that guilt shall not escape. And then it says something else. Nor... I'm not sure what the final word or phrase is. Hmm. Now it pauses. Yeah, so you can see him in the rear, rear view mirror walking up. Yeah. So it's very important you hear, hey, so hey, and come here. So a guy come out of the office and he was yelling at me that I should go there. And he clapped his hands. Hey, come here. It's like, okay, not. All right. Well, that was cool. We'll see what happens when I go down the street here, see if he calls the cops. Oh, there he is in his gray Ford F-250 coming after me. Let's see if he actually tries to pull me over. This will be hilarious. Now, he's driving the regular speed limit. He's not going fast at all. Yeah, he's... Yeah, you can tell he's not fucking flying down the road like, I gotta get away. Here he comes. What's he going to do, Bubba? That's funny. What do you think he's going to do? I was like, he paid the police. How? She even doesn't drive faster. So now he pulls into a parking lot. With his lights on. There's a shit in park. And now the guy, uh, FBI guy, is going to approach him. And this is when you're going to have that interaction we heard right at the beginning of the video. Yeah. Can I help you with something? No, can I help you? Yes. What's that? I do. Can you see your driver's license? No. Who are you? I'm Tommy Farm with Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. Uh-huh. And why are you pulling me over? So I'm going to leave now? Am no, I detained? You're you're, Am I lawfully detained? You are being detained. For what reason? Absolutely. For what reason? For what reason? Show me your ID. Show me your ID. See my badge? I see your badge, but that doesn't give you the right to pull me over. It does. Are you authorized to enforce any uh, traffic laws in this state? Are you? I'm going to drive away now. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Are no, you Are you detaining me under color of law yes, right now? Yes, I am. Okay, then I'll get to sue you. You can sue me. Okay, I will then. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
so the guy gets out his phone and he's What do you think I was doing he's unlawful? Calling. No, what do you think I was doing unlawful? What do you think I was doing unlawful? Hey Janice, Tom Farmer over at TBI. Can you do me a favor? Can you get a mark? Can you get one of the city units to meet me over here? Yeah, you're going to learn something. Now he walks away from him to his own vehicle. At this I point. know, I should drive away, shouldn't I, baby? Yeah. The guy's talking to his daughter. I, sh I think we should. He has no right to pull us over. I'm going to sue his ass, is what I'm going to do. I will. I will. I will. So if you bring the thing down, scroll forward. He doesn't come back for a minute here. But scroll oh, until you see him start driving YouTube. away. I cannot wait. Oh, what? Uh-oh. We're having trouble with playing this video. Let's see if I can go. They take it down? <laughs> it's been up forever. Let's see here. Let's get rid of that. I'm going to go to that point. Yeah, go to... Right about there, I think. I'll go to right here. Get over here, sir! Okay, so... I know, right? So he's he's yelling at the FBI guy. Yep. Who's got his truck with his lights and shit back there. He's trying to get him to come over there. Is he going to... Okay, now you can see he starts... He's like, I'm going to leave. So he turns around. He's got a nice diesel truck. Mm -hmm. Right? What's your reason? Get over here. See, now you can Get see over here. he's still not talking to him. So he continues his turnaround. He's going to leave. And that's when the cop backs up. What's your reason see for that? detaining me, sir? Cop blocks him. So the what cop law did I break? Blocks the whole way for him to get out without yep. going through, like, the grass. Yep. With his door open, too, by the yeah. way. <laughs> no, he's not listening. Now he's getting out of the car. Mm -hmm. Why are you blocking me? Why are you blocking me? Why are you blocking me? Get in your truck right now. For or what? Get in your truck. For what reason? Sir, get in your truck. Why? I'm telling you, I'm, I'm giving you a lawful order to, to get do in your what? vehicle. What authority do you by. think you have for me? Over me. Please stand Please by. Stand by. <laughs> what is your name? What is your name? My name. I've already told you my name. I'm sorry, I missed it. What was it? on their way over here right now. Please stay in your truck and stay right there. Why are you stopping me? What did I do illegally? Do you think videotaping is illegal? Do you think answer. pulling through your parking lot is illegal? <laughs> Tell so, me! FBI goes back to his truck. I'm surprised he didn't try and pull a gun on him. I know. I he, was if this guy, he probably doesn't have a gun. He, he I'm going to shut this off real quick because I don't want these segments to get too long and my memory card to get filled up before the cops show up. The so police department will be here in just a minute. And uh, as soon as we figure out what you're doing and who you are and what you're, what's going on, and we make sure that you're not a security risk to me or my office, then we'll let you go. Do you? Right? Well, there's the police, but Good. do you think there's some uh, law against pulling through your parking lot? <laughs> he just walks away. <laughs> How can you be part of the Bureau of Investigation if you don't even know what the laws are? <laughs> so the FBI guy has repositioned his truck. 
So now they're like head on with each other. Yeah. So I guess if he wanted to, he could drive around at this point. But so let's see. You know, I think the cop pulled up, pulls up to the other side. Like you can't see from here, but the cop's yeah. blocking the other way. It looks like it happens here in about maybe ten seconds or so. All right. Yeah. He cut so he, he cut out some. Hey, what he says is boring footage. All right, now the cops walking up. Well, I'd be better if this guy wasn't detaining me for no reason. Uh, okay, well, step out of the vehicle and let me talk to you. Sure. He told me to get in my car. That's what I would have said. Yeah. Get that out for me. No. What's your name? Tony. Tony. I'm not giving you my last name. Why aren't you giving me your last name? Because this guy had no right to detain me. I did nothing <laughs> wrong. What did I do that was illegal that this clown will scream at? Hold on. I'm just talking to you. I'm okay, he comes. I'm mad. Okay. This guy right. has no right to detain me. None. Zero. I drove by with my camera, filming the office. Turned around to the end of the street, came back, pulled through his lot, filming his office. He comes screaming out of his office, yelling at me. I have no obligation to stop for him, so I drive away. You realize he's with the Tennessee Bureau of Enforcement, right? So what? Well, he's a law enforcement professor for the and? state of Tennessee. He can detain you all he wants. No, he can't. Yes, he can. Doesn't he have to have reasonably articulable suspicion that he I was does. engaged in a criminal activity? He has, he has to have reasonable articulable suspicion Period. That I was engaged in a criminal Any activity. activity. No. Oh, he could be suspicious that I'm wearing the wrong color underwear today he and pull me up. No. If Incorrect. You're, if you're Incorrect. No. Okay, Tony. Well. Incorrect. I'm Tony. <laughs> Where's Ruddy? I'm not giving it to you. The look on that guy's face. He's there. You have no right to yeah. ask me for my ID. What's your business? Tennessee. In this parking lot? Uh, I go to FedEx all the time. You go to FedEx all the this time. This parking lot, none, because he pulled me over and I pulled in here. So you have no business in this parking lot. At not all. this parking lot. Okay, so you're trespassing on this parking lot. Incorrect. He pulled me over. Where did you want me to stop? On the street? Anywhere. This Anywhere. parking lot. <laughs> That's where I pulled over. He pulled me over. And I'm not trespassing. So the property owner has I gotta, to say I'm i got to pause this right here. This is a perfect example of how cops will try and get you on anything. Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse, dude. Wait. So now he's trying to get him on trespassing mm-hmm. when this fucking FBI guy pulls him over. Where do you want me to pull over? Anywhere. Well, I did pull over anywhere. Here. In this parking lot. <laughs> What's your business in this parking lot? I have no business in the parking lot, but he pulled me over here. Well, why didn't you? It's, it's Wait, fucking it gets better annoying. when he calls him on the trespassing bullshit. Trespassing, you're not the property owner. <laughs> Look, so sir. Give me your license? No. <laughs> Listen. I need th- to prove that you can operate a motor vehicle. In the no, you don't. You didn't pull me over for that reason. <laughs> this guy, this guy. Is my vehicle, is there something wrong? First of all, well, you the didn't. The fact that you're parked on a curb. That's not a, yeah. illegal. This is a pu- private parking lot. There's nothing wrong. Look, now you're trying to find a reason to pull me over and stop me, and you didn't stop me. You I didn't pull me. In. Exactly. Now <laughs> you're just look hunting for something to try to get my ID. I have to prove you are who you say. You I am are. going to file a lawsuit, okay. and I'm going to sue you and him okay. for unlawful for uh, unlawful imprisonment. Tony, I'm not being rude to you. We're just talking, right? Uh, you understand I'm upset, right? I, I clearly understand your <laughs> Okay. But I have to be able to prove you can legally operate a Why? vehicle in the state of Why? Tennessee because I'm a police officer. Did you see me operating this vehicle? No, but you're parked on the side of a curb. You have a child in the back seat. And? I'm going to make sure that child is safe. Oh, my God. I'm going to leave now? You're not going anywhere okay. right now. Now he's worried yeah. about the safety this of the child. This guy had no right to stop me. This is where it all started, right? You agree? Okay. This guy had no right to stop me, correct? Okay, what right did he have to stop me? He's a law enforcement official. Okay, that just gives him the right to stop anybody? That gives him the right to stop anyone. No, incorrect. Where did you go to do your training? Have you heard of the Constitution? 
Have you heard of the Constitution? What is your name? Hamilton. What's your first name? I'm not giving you my first name. Okay. Listen. You want to give me your last name? I'm not going to give you my first name. Okay. Listen. Give me your last name. I'll give you my first name. No. Listen. You understand that the Constitution allows me protections in this country, correct? correct? And you were sworn to uphold those, the Constitution. Correct. Okay. If I'm just walking down the street, right? Can he just stop me for any reason? Not without articulable suspicion, he can. Of what? A crime, correct? I didn't say a crime. I said articulable okay. suspicion. Okay. The whole phrase is of a crime. You know what, Tony? You best for my supervisor. He's awesome. Okay. Well, then I'll I'll wait for the supervisor. So, you so can't hard, start fishing for reasons this guy's to try winning. to get my ID. Oh, yeah, yes, he you are. Oh, are you, are you safe to operate a motor vehicle? Oh, are you safe to be on the road? Oh, is your baby safe? Of course my baby's safe. Okay. What the fudge? I mean, <laughs> come on, man. You're just trying to back up what this guy did. And this guy obviously acted without legal okay. authority. You've asked for a supervisor? How long is that going to take, for God's sakes? You got his first paper. Does he have a driver's license? Yeah, no, he hasn't license. given it to me yet. He asked to speak to the supervisor, and we got one in around. Fantastic. Uh, we're going to need to see your driver's license to see who you are. No. Nope. So, can I ask, what are you doing? I was explaining to him. First of all, if you'd come out of your see, office and say yelling now. and screaming, I yeah. might have stopped for you. I I asked you to stop. I said, sir, can I talk to you? When did, did you? And, yeah. and then you start pulling off. I tapped the back of your truck and said, stop. And you sped off. I sped off. Of I just drove away. <laughs> I didn't speed. Okay. Sorry. That's just a matter of semantics. Anyway. So my question to you. You ever heard of a First Amendment audit? I got you. Have you ever heard of security? Yes. Have you ever heard of Homeland Security? Have you ever heard of anything about folks driving by and taking pictures? Yeah. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, just like any law enforcement agency or anybody, would get very suspicious when somebody, this is the second time you have driven by our building and you've taken photos. Right. Correct. You went around twice, then you pulled in. Well, I had to come back. Thank you. You pulled into the parking lot. You come through and you slowly go by and you're recording the whole front side of our building. Right. Correct. The glass, the cam. Are you looking for cameras? You're looking for glass? You're looking for security measures at what we have? Are you recording all the vehicles in our parking lot? Sir, I have concern, and you can say you're. I understand your concern, but you have no right to ask me for my ID. No, actually, I don't. Well, good. What I need to see is I need to see your driver's Not happening. <laughs> not happening. Right, Tony, do me a favor. We're not trying to get anything from the supervisor's hand, but while we're talking to you, take your hand on your pocket. Thank you. So. When did Sorry, they let cops grow beards? Hand in my pocket. Um, some, some I don't have any weapons. Some, okay. some I got a baby in the car. Right. So, and you we guys don't are, know that. We don't like, know who you are. You see that? Tony, when I approached you... We think I'm screwing around with weapons with a baby in the car? <laughs> Tony, when I approached you right there, all I, I asked like you was, here. who are you? What are you doing? And what did I say? Well, you said stuff. I've got no, no reason to talk to you. It's my First Amendment right. I can do whatever I want to. Is this a law? That's not what you... Listen, no, I don't think that's what I said. I asked you what your reason was for stopping me. Because you drove by my building. You basically said because you wanted to. No, I didn't say that. All right. Again, there's again, you're wrong about that. I All right. That. Listen, you, this officer, and I think this officer probably would agree that there's nothing unlawful about what I did. Correct? I would not agree with that, no. What is unlawful about pulling through a public parking lot? We've been attacked. Officers have been killed. And people have blown up police departments and federal buildings. I know, but... Doing what you've done. 
I understand that. I understand that. Look, I don't hate cops. I'm not one of these cop-hating. This is what's called a First Amendment audit, which I told him. Listen, I, I don't really care. What I'm telling you is you said that we would agree, and no, I would not agree. Okay. <laughs> but you would agree, I think all you would agree him. that the street is public, correct? Correct? Public street? Public parking lot, See, public building. When they yeah, don't want to answer something, they oh, I got my radio. Illegal, your radio's not doing anything. No, I don't actually. So what I need from you, Tony? Not happening. <laughs> Tony, here's my supervisor. They all have beards. I'm Tony. Yeah. Well, this is a big to do about nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you want to hear his spiel first? I mean, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> this is uh, Tony, and apparently that's all we know at this point. My name is Tommy Farmer. I work over here at the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. So I'm in a conference call, and I think maybe they're still on with the conference call. And Tony, at this vehicle, this truck, drives around our building twice and then slows again. Now, this is the second event. Uh, probably a month or so ago, uh, this vehicle, driven by this gentleman, drove by our building and out on the roadway and snapped pictures and videoed really slow everything about our parking lot and our building. Okay, so nothing was done, nothing was said, that's fine. So I'm on a conference call today in the conference room, and I see this vehicle drive by again and then turn around and comes to our parking lot, and the, his owner, just like he's doing it right now, he slows down and he slowly goes into our parking lot, and he's videoing everything about our building. The front doors, I don't know if he's recording where all the cameras are at, all the security devices. What difference does it make? slowly goes down through all of that. I leave the conference room, go out the door. He's stopped in our drive, in our parking lot. I walk over and I said, sir, can I talk to you? Hang on. <laughs> I'm going to help defend this guy. You know, I don't need to because he probably does it himself in a minute. He had to stop because of traffic. And, and a stop sign. <laughs> and a stop sign. Or he, he could have just broke the law. But he. So when you're pulling out of a, par, a parking lot, Yield. you typically stop yeah. and see if there's any cars coming. Yeah. Okay, so... This guy's an idiot. Oh, dude, if, they're if, all bad. If this is our FBI and this is our police in this country, I have no confidence. Yeah. Sir, who are you? Can I talk to you? He when did he say any of that? Drive. Well, I said, sir, stop. I tapped the back of his truck. I said, stop. I want to talk to you. He speeds off, takes off down the road. I stop him right here. When I approach him here, I walk up. I said, sir, who are you? Do you have a driver's license? And who are you? And he said, who are you? And one authority, you have no authority to stop me. I said, I'm Tommy Farmer with the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. I do have the authority to stop you. You're suspicious. What are you doing here? He said, I'm leaving. I said, no, you're not leaving. And it's going to be one of those. That's fine. I'll call Chattanooga Police Department and you can talk to them and explain to them who you are. But no, you're not leaving. So then he chose to pull up and back up and he redirects his vehicle like he's going to get out of here. I'm on the phone with the dispatcher. I'm sure that's on the recorded line. And I did pull my vehicle and, and the, the block the driveway until your officers could get here. No cooperation whatsoever. He has refused to provide any identification or anything. Uh, and then I, I can turn it over and let your guys uh, handle it from there. We're still not. And I have asked him since then. Sir, I'm telling you, I'm going to look at your driver's license. No, you're not. Uh, I don't think so. I'm going to identify you one way or the other. Well, I, I'm just letting you know that. I don't think so. Okay. I'm just hoping this uh, supervisor, I'm sure you, a P. Moser knows the law. <laughs> P. Moser. <laughs> so what's your, what's your take? The only take I have is that nothing I did was illegal. Nothing I did allowed him to suspect that I was engaged in any kind of criminal activity. 
taking photos is not criminal. Driving through his prop, pa, uh, parking lot is not criminal. He had no right to detain me. What he did is he hit his lights, he pulled me over. I didn't know who he was when he came out of his office. I was pulling out of his lot by the time I saw him, and he's yelling, and I'm just like, I don't have any reason to stop for this guy. I don't know who he is. I, he didn't say stop police or anything. He just said stop. I have no <laughs> obligation to stop for him because I don't know who he is. He didn't flash a badge or anything. Um, anyway, does, that doesn't matter because everything I did was completely 100% lawful. And for him to pull me over and say he has a right to ID me is incorrect. Because I was not engaged. He has no the cat party PC to annoyed. think I was engaged in a kind of uh, yeah, criminal he's like, activity. Why did I get called that for I this? Either had to or was about to engage in criminal activity. So you were over there taking pictures of the building. Yeah, I drove past, camera like this, went down to the cul-de-sac, turned around, came back. He followed me one time before, which is what he said. I was going to FedEx, right? And I just said, oh, TBI. I watch a lot of these uh, First Amendment audits on YouTube, so I just decided to do my own impromptu one. Stuck the camera. I just had the camera, like, right here in the window. I'm driving by. He follows me to FedEx. I pull in the I didn't even know. To be fair, the only thing he maybe did wrong is had, and I don't know what the law is in Tennessee. That's what I was saying. But, yeah, if you have your, your phone in your hand mm -hmm. doing something with it, because that, at least where we're at, is yeah. illegal. Right. In Tennessee, it might not be. Right, it might. I not don't be. know. I don't either. But that's the only thing right now they could probably cite yep. him for. But that's just a ticket. And I don't think it is because they don't give him a ticket. Right. Spoiler. And they're looking but, for anything that they can find. Yeah. So if they were look, that'd be a perfect thing because yeah. he's admitting of doing that several times. Uh, and if you listen to that part of the story, he followed him to FedEx before the last time he came yeah. through here. He followed him all the way to FedEx. Continue on. Just following me. I pulled in the lot, got my package out, went into FedEx, and I see this guy. And I'm like, huh, I wonder if that was from the TBI. So the next time when I pulled out, I saw his truck parked in the lot, and I said, oh, sure enough, that was the guy from TBI. They followed me. I couldn't believe it that just having my camera in the window slowly driving by was enough for this guy to follow me. Scouts so today, like in we're shape, in the neighborhood. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go over there again and see if, if, this, if they're stupid enough to, to overreact like that. And sure enough, this guy was stupid enough to overreact <laughs> like that. Because honestly, I got my baby, and this, this officer's concerned about her welfare, which, I mean, that's why he wanted to ID me, huh? You got your baby in the truck? Yeah, she's right there. Baby okay? Yeah. <laughs> she, she's sitting right there. Do you want to unlock it? Why? So anyway... <laughs> The Look, window's officer, down. I, you know that you have but to. But he, he knows he can't reach in to mm -hmm. ID somebody. This isn't a stop and ID state. Well, you're, you're videoing a federal bill. That's not unlawful. There were Homeland Security issued a notice about it, saying it's not unlawful. Uh, the Supreme Court has ruled on it numerous times that it's not right unlawful. Right now, he's thinking it is 100 percent. Defeat. Has defeat. No or just videotaping. Mm -hmm. Basically, anything you can see from public. And that's a public road, public parking lot, public building. I could have walked into his building and videotaped. There's no law against well, it. Can I can do that. I'll go over there and do it right now. <laughs> yes, I can. It's a public building, correct? And he cut a lot of footage. So basically it says, I uh, cut a whole lot of footage here as we just go round and round arguing. At this point, it's just a matter of time before they run my plate to ID me, which is what they do, of course. Well, they've already done it. 
when the first cop got there, they already, and the mm-hmm. FBI guy was already radioing the license plate. They already know who he is. Yep. They just want him to. Basically, it's you will do what I say, you fucking maggot. Cop. Yeah, I'm a cop. You I'm have a cop. to. Yeah, yeah. And, and you don't. Yeah. Uh, certain states, I shouldn't. We shouldn't fucking blanket this. You have to know your states and your city, and there's different laws at different right. levels and shit. Right. So don't just take this as oh, I can do the fuck I want all the time. You have to know your shit. Point is, this guy knows his shit. He's done mm-hmm. his research. He knows what he can and can't do, and everything he did was within his rights. Yep. Obviously, where he's at, even the camera and the phone is okay. Mm-hmm. Where we're at, not okay. No bueno. Yeah. But so here's almost. here's the difference. If I drove through there with a dash cam, I'm not touching. I'm filming. Mm-hmm. That'd be okay. I, I, you, you gonna is this guy gonna do that because I have a dash cam? Go right. fuck yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it, the point of this is that you know. Mm-hmm. So he know nothing. He knows nothing happened last time. No, the supervisor walked so away at this point. You know, he's on his phone. Also, he's way back in the corner. They're yeah, talking yeah. on the phone. Now this is where he writes and I already explained what I was doing. Which is weird because so you know he's, he's already had. He's already so he had ID me, which is great. Good work. <laughs> Good work. FBI is sloppy. It's no good. Wait, wait till yeah, he starts taking pictures. I know, wait. I would. You're free to take a picture from a distance if you like, but get out of my personal space. <laughs> yeah, Tony, I tell you what, son. Thank you. He smiles. Yeah, I'm not required to go for your lineup. So. <laughs> He took like five, what, five pictures yeah. at least? Something like that. And then Don't he take even... pictures of my child. He's in public, Tony, like you explained. Go away, pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little humor, all right? It's bad humor. I know, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have called him pedophile. <laughs> well, I mean, suspicions. If you're taking a picture of a kid, if I went Why? and did that at a park... They would have every right to question me, right? Do you have any psychological issues? Have you ever any treatment treatment issues or anything like that? Do you? Have you gone for family counseling or anything? Emotional problems? Do you take drugs of any kind? Are you drinking right now, sir? (laughs) Have you been drinking? I swear. Anthony or is it Tony? (laughs) He just walks away. I'm not giving you any information other than what I've already given. And you got my license plate, so you can figure out who I am, so you can go away now. <laughs> I love this guy. I really do. Uh, I should try and get him on the podcast. It doesn't work quite that way, Tony. Uh, you are operating a vehicle on the roadways. Do you have a driver's license? Yes, I do. But you have no right to ask for it. <laughs> You're not enforcing the laws of the street, the traffic rules. You're exactly right. I am not enforcing the traffic laws. I am not. Supervisors Correct. walking back to his vehicle, it appears. Yep. <laughs> what did he say? Have you got his driver's license? How, now, this is fascinating to me. How fucking hard is it to call in a license plate? It should immediately be tied to the owner of the vehicle, mm-hmm. and it, they should be able to see it. Tony or Anthony. Are we almost done? Are we almost done? This is a painfully long detainment. 
For no reason. Yeah. For absolutely no reason. He's just there for a fucking body. If I was unlawfully bodyguard. detained, what do you think that would be worth for about an hour's worth of unlawful <laughs> detainment? I have no idea how long you've been In a civil case, what do you think? How long have you been here? I have no idea. I, well, it's probably going to be going on an hour soon. It probably would have been done probably within five minutes if you identified yourself and you explained you had legal reasons. There would have been no problem at all if you hadn't followed me. So we're not going to agree anymore. Right. We're not going to agree. Right. What's fascinating is they clearly had nothing better to do. And then after more than an hour, it finally ends. Correct. Correct. That's because none of your officers pulled me over for an infraction. So unless you're saying I've committed an infraction. And you observed by officer, an agent, gun vehicle, and you're not producing driver's license. I'm going to let this officer here talk to you a second about what we're going to do with that. Here we go. This guy looks like Joe Rogan a little bit. Tony? Yep. Tony, right? Or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Seth yeah. Rogan, mm-hmm. sorry. All right, well, you're good to go. Okay. Thank you. Have Can you I just go around you guys? Uh, no, we're going to back out of here now. Okay. All right. Just you know you're good to go. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. As long as this guy knows, I'm good to go. Yeah. All right. Pause it for a second. You hear his supervisor was still talking about how he was driving a car and he was he he was seen by an agent. He's got to produce identification, and he kept arguing about it. He said, "Well, this other cop here, this other officer, will talk to you in a minute, and we'll we'll, we'll tell you what we're going to do about that." And then he walks up and says, "You're good, you're see good you. to go." Yeah. And so, he wasn't even the supervisor that said you can go. Right. You know, it's interesting. Now, yeah. That's very interesting. Now there's. A minute and a half left of this video. Is there anything else? He talks about... All right, let's just play Yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. You're not? Uh-oh. All right, let me get this truck started. I have no doubt, since they didn't get my driver's license, that they're going to try to pull me over after I get out of here. Mm-hmm. So we'll wait and see what they do. They are going bye-bye. Yes, they are. <laughs> they're going bye-bye. I'd call it the drive of shame, but they already identified me by uh, running my plate, so they already know who I am. So this clown over here got what he wanted. Which is unfortunate because he's a douche, so I'm still going to file a complaint against him. And I'm going to file a, uh, possibly a lawsuit because I've been detained now probably close to an I hour. I would. Mm-hmm. And um, totally uncalled for. Totally 100% BS. Problem so is, you spend we'll more money see what suing them mm-hmm. and not get anything out of it. All right. Anybody who's uh, found this interesting. Which is uh, unfortunate. They never got my ID, which I guess is kind of an empty uh, victory at this point because I guess my mistake was bringing my baby girl with me and driving my truck so that they could run my license. So I should have come on foot or a bicycle, Mm -hmm. and uh, then they would have got nothing. And if I had to go to jail, um, they would have um, not been able to take my baby away from me. So anyway, all right. She's got a toothbrush. She does. What is happening right now? I don't know. Another video played. So I think he's right. If he's going to do one of these things, you should do it on foot. 
Yeah. Because then they can't even claim you were driving a car, so there's no reason yeah. for them to get your license. Just don't do it drunk, because they can get you for drunk in public. I mean, yeah. here's the thing. You have to know exactly what you're doing if you yeah. want to pull some shit like this, because, you know, they, yeah. they will look for anything they can try and get you on. Yeah. That's what's shitty about it. I, I saw it, and originally I sent it to you because it sounded like Maya, who's been on the show before, at least the podcast network before. And just the whole asinine way it was handled, I was like, I got to show Ryan. So I had yeah. to send to you. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay. Um, there's this video I sent you. Yeah, dude, that was crazy. Of the Pope. Uh, he's, so they, you know, they, during this coronavirus, all this shit. So they, the Pope's standing in this window. He's kind of like waving out to what would you would assume would be people, but there's nobody supposed to be out. In Italy, you know, there's like right. 80 million people got this shit in Italy, uh, whatever. So I don't know who the fuck he's waving to out the window. Maybe just the cameras, maybe just the news media, because they're essential with their fake news. So they're filming the Pope in the window. He gets done waving. He turns around to walk away, and he just disappears. As though there's a fucking... as, as I don't know, as though he's a hologram is yeah, how I could explain it. He's not even there. Like it's yeah, he's not even there, and you wouldn't know because you wouldn't know. I don't know. Is there audio to this video? I don't think so. Yeah, I think the person's just talking about. Oh my god, just disappear. Where the fuck you go? Whatever. Let's see if we can play the. It's just it's really weird. It, I, it just disappears. He goes bye bye. So he's waving, turns, and boom, gone. Oh my god. It just disappears. He goes bye bye. Now, oh my God. Now, the, the weird thing is, so if you if I went and stood in my window, mm-hmm. waved to you, you're standing out the street or whatever, it'd be weird filming me. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be weird, but maybe we're making a movie or something. Right, right. And I turn and walk away. You'll be, you'll be able to see. Okay, so there's it's clearly dark in the room mm-hmm. from from outside. He's all in white, which is what the Pope wears is white robes. Okay. You would see him fade slowly into the darkness as he's going into the room. Now, it may not be dark inside, but it's dark from outside. Okay, you're looking mm-hmm. into this, what would be a dark room. He's turning. You. He would fade into it. He wouldn't just disappear. Yeah. That's like stop animation or stop, fo- stop yeah. motion film. Like, they had him green screen, him, like him waving and then walking away. But it's holograms, they didn't have dude. enough. And I'm just saying, but the way it looks. Yeah. Is they didn't have him walk away far enough, so when they he when they, cuts when out, they it's cut still, that yeah. feed, and and then you can see the the news clip cuts like a half a second after they yep. cut that feed. So it's like they should have cut it like a yeah, they should have transitioned half quicker. a second sooner, and you would have never known. Except I, I would love to see the original footage, not the footage off a of fucking TV. Right, and that's the thing. It's not like this person filming his right. TV right. of it. This is on the TV. He's filming his TV where it does this. He right. didn't do it. Right. So the news is the one that maybe they fucked with it. Right. But then that's on the news. That ain't on him, you know? So I don't know. This person here says, hologram, uh, Pope, he's got to be dead and they keeping up the charade. I don't know. This is what I've been saying about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I just think they got a body double mm-hmm. for her, though. It's Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Supreme Court justice, mm-hmm. right? So... She had this fucking, she's had pneumonia, I don't know how many times she's all hunched over, you know, looking like fucking Gollum. Yeah. 
has pneumonia, goes in the hospital there, not sure if she's going to, whatever. She comes, she, she somehow survives this. She isn't seen for months, and now she's standing up straight. You don't, okay, these people that get these humps in their, you know, it's an osteo, right. whatever, Osteoporosis. that just doesn't go away No, it's when you forever. get pneumonia. Yeah. Well, she's got a cure, you know, the adrenochrome really works for you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, and all of a sudden she looks younger. Point mm-hmm. is, what they're using, if you take the original Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the new one, yeah, they look similar, just like all Hillary's doubles. It's different, though. They're mm-hmm. different. She is, she, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is dead. I will go on record right now. She has been dead, and they're using a body double. Yeah. We can do a whole podcast on that. I don't know if you want to, but um, let's see. Uh, back to... Facebook, right? I think so. Yeah, because yeah, Joyce sent it to you. Yeah, Joyce sent me shit, and then you sent me the same shit. Did she send? She sent more than you did, or yeah, because I stopped sending them to her because she told me she sent them to you also. Oh, she, yeah. She asked me about quarters, quarters with bats on them. Yeah, I so seen that we'll yet. start with this one because uh, I haven't watched any of them either. But all right, so this is. Uh, I don't think they're super long, but let's have a look. See here. And with that, we'll bring in a man who has multiple degrees from MIT, including a Ph.D. in biological engineering. He is also running for Senate in 2020. Welcome, Dr. Shiva. So nice to have you on the show today. Great to be here, Christina. Hope you're well. Absolutely. Okay, so we've all been held as a captive audience, right, watching President Donald Trump handle the coronavirus outbreak, the situation. He has received both praise and criticism. Uh, What do you think? How has the president handled the outbreak? Well, he's handled, you know, as the best he could, given the fact that he's surrounded by sharks and people who are not really advising him well on the science side of it. What what I'm talking about is uh, Fauci. Um, and that's what's unfortunate because, you know, the president went through the Russian collusion nonsense that he had to go through. Then he had to go through the impeachment thing. And now he's having to deal with this coronavirus. And unfortunately, this guy Fauci has been in this environment for nearly four decades across multiple presidents. And he's essentially embedded into the scientific establishment, which has created an unfortunate lie about the immune system and an unfortunate lie about the solution to something Uh, like this called a coronavirus, or more importantly, infectious disease, without any real emphasis, which is a real issue, about the fact that it is a overactive, dysfunctional, weakened immune system that overreacts, and that's what causes damage to the body. And unfortunately, Fauci has not talked about that because the truth of that leads to a solution which has nothing to do with mandating vaccines and shutting down the country. And that's what's unfortunate. Absolutely. And I'm glad you said solution. I'm going to get back to that a little later in the discussion. But many people, you are talking about Dr. Fauci right now. Many people are questioning both Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks when it comes to these models that continue to change and their motives, which you kind of touched on a little bit. What is your take on these doctors that are advising the president and why they're advising him the way that they are? Look, if you look, uh, Christina, at the typical MD, many of them go into wanting to become a doctor out of some noble service. But fundamentally, the medical school education is really a big pharma medical education where the doctor is really trained, if this, then this. And the then is typically a pharmaceutical drug or some uh, harsh medical intervention. Now, if you look at someone like a Fauci and Bricks, 
they're sort of at the top of their quote-unquote game, which means they're highly embedded into the big pharma model of medical education and the big pharma model of what the solution is. And that solution is typically a direct line from this disease, find typically a virus or a bug, and then recommend a vaccine or some harsh chemical solution. And most of that has to do with profiting the very, very big pharma companies. And so if you look at someone like Fauci, he's a guy who architected the big lie that HIV is responsible for AIDS. And it's a much deeper discussion, but he built his entire career on that, not talking about the fact it's the suppression of the immune system. When people's immune system gets suppressed, you, you can react to all sorts of exogenous things coming in. So this gentleman, and by the way, he's, he, he prides himself on connections with Hollywood and Elton John and all this. And I think there's a group trying mm -hmm. to make him the sexiest man alive on people. <laughs> but you're talking about a guy who's embedded into the deep state. And he's your typical example of the worst of the modern scientific establishment. Okay, well, let, let's take a look at this right now. H1N1, the swine flu, right? Back then, there was a completely different reaction to it. Dr. Fauci was in the administration at that time. President Barack Obama, he had a completely different reaction. Fauci had different recommendations that he's having now. Even the media coverage has been completely different from the swine flu now to the coronavirus. Why? Why do you see such a change? Well, look, if you take a systems approach, a systems approach forces you to integrate multiple pieces. There's a political piece here, there's a health piece here, and there's the economic piece here. In the case of Barack Obama, there wasn't a quote-unquote overreaction, right? We didn't shut down the country. We, we had mm -hmm. people, the media essentially protected. Here's a gentleman, Obama, I'm talking about who did not allow the big banks to fail when they should have failed. He used quantitative easing to essentially bail them out. And since 2008 and 9, this country's been essentially on a crack model uh, of, of running the economy where we print money, and that's what the country has gotten used to. And because of Obama, we, we decidedly destroyed our economic base by uh, outsourcing a tremendous amount of manufacturing to China. We destroyed our innovation base by allowing China to steal. So when Trump comes into office, he's dealing essentially with a catastrophic situation. And I think Trump knew that what was going on with the Fed and with quantitative easing was going to destroy the economy of this country. So at best, what he was trying to do was save the economy by bringing back manufacturing, by protecting the intellectual property drainage in this country. However, when you have the level of things that he had to go through, I think the deep state's really effect was to hit him with this coronavirus. And what's the end goal? Well, as you just rightfully said, when Obama was running, you had nearly, I think, uh, 60,000 deaths, right, with H1N1. Here you have close to maybe six, ten thousand 10,000 deaths. And we don't even know what the numerator and the denominator are here because they're blanketly assigning COVID-19 to people who may not even have it. And we're seeing a concomitant, you know, uh, a number of, there's drop in pneumonia. So where's those drops? You know, the people are getting the flu yes. or in the flu season. So you have totally yes. cooking of the books. And I can go more into detail on that. We have, you have the cooking of the books. You have a political motive of the fact that the establishment elite did not want a guy like Donald Trump ever getting elected. You know, and so he did get elected. So they, they've been reeling from that. And I don't think they want him to get a second term, nor do they want a guy like me to, you know, win in Massachusetts. But given that, exactly. uh, what you're looking at is a, is a strategic move to essentially destroy the economy as using it as a vehicle 
to impose not only vaccine mandates, which we can talk about, but also as an opportunity to suppress dissent and destroy freedom as a way to curtail what a guy like Donald Trump can do, what people in America can do. And this has essentially been the modus operandi of people like Fauci for many, many years. But for him, this is a huge opportunity. And this ain't his first rodeo. This is his second rodeo if you go back looking at the HIV AIDS, you know, fake causality. You know what? You just brought up something about the death count, and I wanted to touch on that with you. We are hearing reports from doctors who are saying they are being instructed to count deaths as coronavirus deaths, even if the person died from a different condition, but at some point in time had contact with somebody who had coronavirus. Dr. Burks just came out and said they're classifying everybody with the virus as a death instead of dying from the virus as a death. Uh, why do you think that they are classifying this way? Why do you think there's an exaggeration in the numbers here, if you think there's an exaggeration in the death count numbers? Look, what I do know is this, that the WHO, in conjunction with the CDC, is the one that decides what are called codes, diagnosis codes. Um, most people don't know, when you go into a doctor's office, a doctor looks at you, and in their you know, IT systems, they have to say, okay, Christina has this or this. That is called a diagnosis code. That code, Christina, comes from the um, uh, WHO. So for coronavirus, as I understand, they created two codes. One code was you explicitly you know, had a test and you had COVID-19. The other one was completely nebulous. Well, it sort of smells like that. Maybe he's got some chest pains. Something so broad, but it was still under the COVID-19. The doctors in the United States received a letter from the CDC, as I have found out, that went to hospital administrators encouraging them to blur both of those codes. So if someone comes in, they have a pre-existing condition, someone with a chest pain, COVID-19, okay? And in fact, when mm -hmm. someone dies, they do the test. Sometimes the test doesn't come back for 14 days. They're still putting COVID-19 on them. So they're increasing the numerator. And then as far as the denominator goes, we don't even know how many people actually have been infected because this is, again, mm -hmm. a flu-type virus. So the denominator could be massive. So you have mm -hmm. cooking of the books for two reasons. Hospital administrators get money for the COVID-19 mm -hmm. diagnosis, plus they also get kickbacks through what are called GPOs and PBMs for the ventilators. So there's, there's a total collusion going on, and it's not about at all about people's lives. So those critically ill patients, immediately they put them on ventilators. And as I've shared in one of my videos, the ventilators actually can burst and further damage the lungs because the real issue here is the lungs are being filled with fluid and the fluid is occurring because of the overreactive immune system, which can really be addressed by IV vitamin C, high dosage. And that is not in the discourse. In fact, 80 to 90% of the people going ventilators are dying. So this is essentially a death hmm. sentence that they're putting people on. Wow, that is so... It's so crazy that... <laughs> They, yeah, I keep seeing shit like this. They're just inflating these fucking numbers. Mm -hmm. What have I said since the beginning of the coronavirus? All the numbers are bullshit. Yep. There's way, there, there, anybody that dies from anything, you can leave here today, get in a car accident, and then what are they going to fucking categorize it as, Dave? COVID-19. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. How, yep. All because they can get funding then. They get more money. They get money for every fucking in and out and all this yeah. shit. It's, it's bullshit. Every person that comes in there with something, I go in there today because I fucking shit my pants. They categorize it as that. Well, then I'm cured. Yeah. And then they get money because they cured me. 
Well, look at, I told you last week, I, I took my wife to the hospital for completely opposite things wrong with COVID-19. <laughs> and they marked her down as being positive for COVID-19 because she worked in a public essential place that she could have, could have come in contact with someone with COVID-19. Right. And I'm like, well, that's bullshit because to my knowledge, the county that we live in has zero cases. Right. So how could she be potentially, oh, because she's on the interstate where her store is. So someone traveling could have come in. Yeah, could have. But also 75 gay midgets could have shown up here. Could have. Sir, can I see your ID? (laughs) Can I see your ID right now? No. I know. Fuck you. You know (laughs) what I mean? It's fucking ridiculous, man. It's fucking stupid. Uh, and didn't they send you to the car, or did you go by your I on chose your, on my own, own so, volition? So we went in the first place. Sir, please go to your car. Yeah. We went to the first place. <laughs> there was a sign on the front door that says, no visitors allowed. I'm like, all right, well, I'm not visiting. I'm coming with her, but I'm not going to go into the emergency room portion. I'll sit in the waiting room with her. Right. So they didn't say a fucking thing. After she got called to go back there, I'm like, well, I'm going to go sit in my car, because I'm not going to expose myself to anything else. And I sat in the car. I went back in after an hour, and I had like a 10-minute conversation with the lady at the front desk about tattoos, just for the fuck of it, now, you know? Now, you could have been exchanging COVID-19 with her. Yeah. yeah you could we, have went to your car and said, let me throw some COVID-19 all over my face real yeah, quick. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't bring then, my trading cards with me, so I couldn't <laughs> trade with her. But, but you were um, speaking, I mean, behind the glass, yeah. probably. No, there was no glass. Oh, she oh, had, oh, she had was, a fucking mask on. Oh, well, you know, she's um, perfectly fine then. Yeah. And then, and then I went back to my car, and then finally, like, you know, 75 hours later, I got a call from Joy, I'm done, I'm coming out. I do remember the text from you, like, it was like four hours, and you're yeah. Probably, yeah, I think she's coming out soon. <laughs> she hadn't yeah. even been, like, four, and we're talking like three, four hours. Yeah, it was, the, the first hospital was four hours. That's ridiculous. So then we went to Janesville ER two days later, because that's what her doctor told her to do, go to Janesville one, yeah. for more testing. So we went there, I walked in, and the lady there, had a, had a glass and a mask, and she's like, "Who's here to be seen?" I'm like, "My wife." Uh, we're not expect we're not allowing any visitors. You need to go to your, you know, sit in the, the lighting room or go to your car, or whatever. Like, yeah, when she gets called in, I will go to my car, but until then, I will sit with my wife. And she's like, "Okay, that's fine." And literally, as soon as she finished checking in and got the, her little bracelet. They called her. Yeah, they called so her. So I'm like, yeah. deuces, and I went to the fucking car. And each time you texted me and said, each each hospital, mm-hmm. you said, yeah, they're empty. There's pretty much nobody here. Yeah. Because all you see from the mainstream news is that these every fucking hospital is overrun with coronavirus patients. Every hospital. And so then, if you go to Instagram, listeners, go find the page, Film Your Hospital. There's an Instagram page that was created, Film Your Hospital, and go there. And people from all across the country have gone and filmed their local hospitals, and every single one is fucking empty. So where are these overrun hospitals of people, like the fucking zombie apocalypse, yeah. with coronavirus patients? Yeah. Because so far, they don't exist. They don't exist. Every piece of footage they're using of every hospital room is from another fucking country. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything, because it's all bullshit. Yep. Well, and speaking of bullshit, I ran into, now I, I don't know a lot of nurses that I talk to on a regular. Well, I was at Menards yesterday picking up some things. I ran into a buddy of mine who used to work at the same place I do. He works somewhere else now. And his fiance. His fiance is a nurse at a hospital in Janesville. Not the same one I want to, but a different one. And I'm like, okay, so you're, you're a nurse. You're around the coronavirus and all this deadliness, but you're in public without a fucking mask. Yeah, that's interesting. And she's like, "Yeah, it's it's not a really big deal." She's like, "She's like the people that are dying." She's like, "Have 
already pre-existing conditions. They have emphysema, lung cancer, things of that nature, yeah, heart disease. Yeah. But what are, are they probably list them as that? Did she did she go on record to you and say that? No, oh, no, okay. no, she didn't. Yeah, I think they could probably get the, get fired for yeah, and many. But the, mean, several nurses have and and doctors have come out and said this is what they're doing. I mean, fucking Doctor Shiva's fucking saying. Yeah, yeah. I watched, I should have shown you that one too. I watched, I was on Instagram or Twitter, one of them I was scrolling through and I saw some Lee. She was a nurse and she's like, it's bullshit y'all. And, uh, she's like, everything they say is bullshit. She's like, we haven't been busy. We haven't had an over, overrun. We have, we have all the ventilators. We have everything we need. Everything they're saying, they're lying to y'all. It's bullshit, boys. Boys and girls, it's bullshit. She kept saying it's bullshit. Now, here's the other thing. She's from New York too. There, it's even worse coming from somebody there because that's the, Ground zero. Yeah. It's always fucking ground zero in New York. Anyways, uh, another thing you can see on fucking Instagram and or TikTok. TikTok's a big popular app of mm-hmm. uh, teenage girls doing their dance move or where you got to get it. Whatever. It's fucking stupid. But between Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and all this shit, how many videos have you seen inside hospitals of groups of doctors and nurses all doing these dance things? Because they're fucking bored because nobody's at the hospital because right. everybody stayed home. Yep. Because even people that these fucking idiots, oh, I got a sniffle. I got to go to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. You're, well, for one, that's not what the emergency room's for. It's right. not an emergency. But these people are staying home and they're dealing with their sniffle at home. So these hospitals are fucking empty because these doctors have nothing to have to, they have to be there in case there's an incident, but there's no incidents because nobody's right. out doing anything. Nobody's driving, so there's no accidents. All, everything is down. They, they have, the, statistically, they've said their pneumonia has basically, uh, uh, what is it, pneumonia, um, what are these fucking, when we did those lists of all the things oh, that yeah, kill yeah, people, yeah, yeah. Uh, all these diseases and shit, all these other things have completely dropped off the fucking, uh, radar because everything's being listed as coronavirus. People mm-hmm. are dying of pneumonia and all this and flu. It was, if, if corona, it was, it was a pneumonia and flu were like top. Mm-hmm. So those two, those, if you look at the statistics, those numbers have dropped off and coronavirus is, is supposedly increased, which even on the long scale of things has actually gone down. Right. But, um, it's because they're listing pneumonia patients and flu patients as coronavirus. Mm-hmm. It's not that flu and pneumonia have gone away. They're just being categorized incorrectly. It's, yep. That is a fucking crime against humanity. Mm-hmm. Well, the funny thing, the weird thing, cool thing, too, is I don't know who you have for car insurance, but I got a $100 rebate from my car insurance because no one's driving. Mm. Yeah, I did get an email saying that in yeah the the April in April around the seventeenth I think which when people hear this it'll already supposedly they're gonna issue back um, what fifteen percent of whatever you pay oh, that's cool uh, and they're doing that in April and May oh see I, I just got one check fifty dollars per car okay. So yours is like a flat rate, 50 mm-hmm. bucks, whatever the 15%. So, I mean, if you pay a lot, you'll get a lot back. Yeah. If you don't pay that much, then you ain't going to get much back. But, right. yeah, supposedly, then we'll see if I see this fucking shit. Yeah, I was surprised. It's funny because I got, I got a letter in the mail on Friday saying that they were going to send me a check. And I'm like, well, why send me a fucking letter and then the check? And then the very next day, I got the check with a letter saying I'm going to get a check. Nice. Yeah. Here, let's see. Um, right here. I'll just read you the thing without saying the insurance company. Oh, Shelter you got in- dick face insurance? That's cool. Uh, 
Well, I mean, they were the best one for me. Here's the thing. I, I get lots of tickets, speeding tickets. I yeah. never give them my ID, though. That's why you're dick face insurance. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyways. Shelter in place payback is what it says. Dear, and it has no name. They didn't even bother to uh, computerize my name in Dear, there. comma. Yeah. Dear, blank, comma. As we all work together to slow the spread of COVID-19, blah, blah, blah. Uh, more of us are staying at home and driving less, which means there are fewer accidents. That's why blank has announced, Dick Face Insurance, we'll just say it, we'll just go with what Dave said, has announced a shelter-in-place payback for customers. As part of the Dick Face family of companies, Dick Face Insurance will also offer the shelter-in-place payback to auto insurance customers. Um most customers will get a payback of 15% of monthly auto insurance premiums during April and May. You'll receive the money electronically to the payment method on file, whatever that is, or by check if there's no payment method on file. April paybacks will be made automatically between 417 and 424. Okay, so between the 17th and the 24th. So either on the 17th or the 24th, more than likely, yeah, one yeah. of those Fridays. That's pretty cool, though. And you'll receive a confirmation email months. at the time of payment. To qualify for the April payback, your policy must have been active on March 31st, 2020. So I'll get 15%. Twice. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and one in April and one in May. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty good. Cool. And then I, I also the, if I get free identity protection as well through the thing if I sign up, which maybe I should. I don't know. I've thought about it. But it's only it only lasts, and then once once it, once you're done, so you get it through the rest of the year. But I'm wondering after that if they all of a sudden they hit you for Automatic the fucking renewal, yeah, yeah, and then it's whatever money you saved on your 15 percent you're going to get hit for eventually. Mm-hmm. But who gives? I mean, yeah, and ours it even says on there that it won't affect our rates. We won't have to pay it right. back or anything too. And then I, but that's gay that we only get it for one month and you get it for yeah. two. I want dick face insurance now. Maybe you should get some dick face insurance. <laughs> Let me get you signed up. I, yeah. I think I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do. I don't know if he does dick face insurance. I think he does dildo express insurance or something. Yeah, he only does the dildo express now. Holy high insurance rates. Anyways. Straight up the ass. uh, Do we want to continue with Shiva or should we move on to the next video? I've heard enough with Shiva Kamini. Anyways, it's interesting video and and he goes on. It's another like eight minutes of that video. He basically, he he destroys um, Fauci, Burks, the Clintons, Bill Gates, the CDC and the World Health Organization. They're all in cahootis. Yeah. Um, let's just see this one here. This is a... Uh... Okay, what you're looking at right here is my channel dashboard. If you're a content creator, or even if you have a YouTube channel, you have a dashboard. And on your dashboard, you'll notice that there's a little news box. And in that news box, it said, Creators Interview COVID-19 expert it says watch creators interview dr fauci trevor noah philip defranco lily singh and other creators interview dr fauci immunologist and director of niaia to learn about covid19 when you click on this watch now you get this right here and when you watch these videos right here not one person asked dr fauci about his entry in the New England Journal of Medicine. We're going to go over that in a second. Here's how they introduce. Everybody introduces Dr. Fauci like this. Let's bring in a man now who's become familiar to all of us, America's top expert on infectious disease, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Dr. Fauci, thank you for your time this morning and for your tireless service over these last several weeks and years. He's America's top expert 
on infectious diseases. Top expert. You can't get any higher, at least in America. What you need to understand is that even according to the top expert, COVID-19 is not more deadly than the regular seasonal flu. Let's prove this right now, and I'm going to leave this link in the description and in the pinned comment so that you can show your friends, your family, and everybody who right now is going out of business because the government decided to shut down the world for something that's not even close to as deadly as the regular flu virus, according to the top expert, Dr. Fauci. This is from the New England Journal of Medicine. I'm not going to read all this. I'm going to leave this for you to read. But here's his conclusion. The overall clinical consequences of COVID-19, and we are talking about COVID-19. We're not talking about something else. May ultimately be more akin to those of a severe seasonal influenza, which has a case fatality rate of approximately not 3.4% like the World Health Organization told us a couple months back, but 0.1%. So according to America's top immunologist, Dr. Fauci, we are shutting down the entire world for an illness that has a case fatality rate of 0.1%. Let that sink in, guys. All this rhetoric, all these government controls, all the shutdowns, all the stay-at-home orders, all the businesses closed, the economy basically crumbling, and everybody freaking out, store shelves emptying on something that is not even close to being as deadly as the regular influenza virus. And I'll show you that right now. This is from the CDC. This is cdc.gov. These are their numbers, not mine. I'm not the conspiracy theorist. There is a conspiracy, but it's far from a theory. The conspiracy is people have gotten together and decided to scare other people, namely the entire world, for something that has a case fatality rate that approximates 0.1%. You have to think about this, people. There are people watching this video right now who have businesses that have been forced to close and they're sitting there wondering how they're going to feed their families in the next week. Because the government decided, the government and mainstream media decided to get together against all logic, against statistics, against the facts, and scare people into this authoritarian climate that we're seeing develop all around us right now. CDC.gov. CDC estimates that from October 1st, 2019, just a couple of months ago to March 21st, 2020, there've been 38 million to 54 million just regular influenza illnesses, 18 million to 26 million flu visits, medical visits, 400,000 to 730,000 flu hospitalizations overloading the medical industry. 24,000 to 62,000 flu deaths. And what are they saying we're up to with COVID right now, just in the United States? A little more than a thousand. But how do we know they're not shoving regular influenza viruses into the COVID deaths? Yep. We don't. 
But what we do know is, according to America's top immunologist, <laughs> overall clinical consequences of COVID-19 may ultimately be more akin to those of a severe seasonal influenza, which, by the way, we have never shut anything down for. It's not even one percent. Of approximately yeah. It's point zero point one percent. Not even half Please of a percent. Share no. this video. I don't want anybody in my town or your town to lose their businesses because mainstream media and government got together and decided to scare people with something that's not even close to being as deadly as the regular flu that we all deal with every single year. So. Well, the reason so now somebody could say, well, one, why the hell does Engine Trump lie? Well, he's got fucking Fauci up there every... What he's doing is he's put Fauci up there because he's the top guy, right? And everybody's starting to realize just how much bullshit this, this is. So he's putting this guy front and center and saying, go ahead, you tell everybody that they need a vaccine, that this is so bad, and, and then people will start to realize... You're full of shit. Mm -hmm. So our top expert. So he is allowing, once again, the enemy to eat itself. It's like a fucking snake that's got its own tail in its mouth and it's going to fucking eat itself. This is what he's letting the enemy destroy themselves in front of all of us. He has allowed the mainstream media to destroy themselves. He's allowed the Democratic Party to destroy themselves. Now he's letting the big, big pharma, CDC, the World Health Organization, he's letting them destroy themselves on a global fucking scale. Yep. He is dismantling the old guard. And when it's all said and done, everything's going to be fucking it's good. we're going to we're going to shoot into a new thing, you know, like I don't even know the right word here, but it's like a new era. Like a rebirth of a fucking planet. You know yeah. what I mean? And hopefully everything will be um okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then that one okay, was curious. Okay, yeah. Then okay, she she sent me those to your wife, mm -hmm. Dave's wife, mm -hmm. uh, and I said we'll definitely talk about them on the podcast. Then she said, "Have you seen any new quarters? They're supposed to have bats on the back." And I said, "No, I don't tend to look at them. Uh, I don't use cash really as much." Um, so yeah, I don't know what this is. I hadn't watched this one yet. So I I started to, but I, then I went into my change drawer and went through all my change. And I don't have any. Okay, but cool. I haven't used quarters in a long time right i use I them when go i go to, to aldi i want to go you to the know? bank and ask for a roll of quarters and see what i get all right this one's only two minutes so let's see here all right let me pause it so i can read what it says since it's not going to read it for us covid19 is not the first illness that has made the leap from bats to humans the viruses that caused sars mers ebola nipah hendra and marburg can all be traced back to bats according to the uc berkeley researchers Okay. I'll wait for it to change. All right. The United States Mint will release a quarter on February 3rd. It's already happened. Featuring the National Park of American Samoa, which is home to the Samoan fruit bat. So there's the... And on the back, it's got American Samoa, E. pluribus unum, National Park at the top, a bat upside down, and like a baby one or something in 2020 at the bottom. That looks familiar. I almost think maybe I have seen one of these, actually. But maybe not. I have not. All right. Now on screen it says, February 18, 2018, first published by The New Yorker. A fatal disease is ravaging America's bats, and scientists are struggling to stop it. 
Since white, since white nose syndrome was first identified just 12 years ago, it has spread to 31 states. The consequences for bats, humans, and the U.S. economy could be disastrous. That's what the article says. Just quoting it. Since the syndrome was first identified 12 years ago, it is estimated to have killed more than six million bats. The crisis, which began in New York, now extends as far west as Washington.、Uh, "Quote: I think most states would say it's not a matter of if white nose is going to show up, but when." End quote. Kelly Poole, the endangered species coordinator for the Iowa Department of Natural Resources. Why's it got to be white nose? Cocaine. That's、uh, it's racist against white people. Making fun of people that bitch about. Color. According to a study published in 2011 in the journal Science, bats consume enough insects to save U.S. farms an estimated 22.9 billion a year in pest control and crop damage. Interesting. Didn't we already read that? No. Okay. The first,、uh, it just looks like it. The first cases of COVID-19, the illness caused by novel coronavirus, can be traced back to a live animal market in Wuhan City, China, according to the CDC. And research suggests that, like other recent viral outbreaks, COVID-19 originated in bats before it made the jump to humans. A study from the University of California, Berkeley. That is a big ass bat.、Um, however, researchers have found that when bats contract these viruses, their per- particularly strong immune systems prevent them from getting sick or dying from the infections. This means they can continue to carry and pass on the virus, whereas other animals that contract it may get sick and die. Therefore, and therefore are less likely to pass it on. They are gross.、Dude. They're like snakes. Not, they're not like snakes, but they're gross to me. Like snakes are、yeah, gross. Well, you know, somebody out there would be like, "That doesn't even look like a snake."、Uh, now the whole world is under attack. Can we stop it? I don't know. Can we? We now have a worldwide bat-related COVID-19 pandemic. Go get your toilet paper. So basically, this thing here. Let me pause that before I do.、Uh, it's the U.S. featured bats on the 2020 quarters at the same time a bat-related virus attacks the U.S. now known as COVID-19. So I don't know. They're just making the connection between yeah why we would put bats on a quarter f- talking about national parks. Why wouldn't you put like I don't know an etching of the Grand Canyon or something?、Mm-hmm. Why is it got to be a bat? Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's kind of interesting. Once again, one of those nods that, like, hey, we're telling you what's going to happen before it happens. It's your fault if you don't fucking see it. That's yeah, that how I see it. On February third, as it's well, how long before? It's not like they designed it on February third、right. and then released it.、Right. They had to have known about this because last year etching、least. in the the bat on the fucking quarter 
isn't something that's just done overnight and and right. and Joe who does it decides. No, it goes through a fucking series of voting and right. all this shit. It's not like and then they have to design the mint, get the mint, make the fucking quarters, yeah. and then get them distributed so they can go in circulation. Exactly. No. So it was planned ahead of time. Yeah. Well, they at least knew about it. But yeah. see, how long did they? Remember, we did the a few episodes ago. The first case was like January 11th or yeah. 12th yeah. or something like that. Even that's not enough time. They knew, but see, go back to October of 2019 when mm-hmm. Bill Gates did his uh, big... Event 201. Yeah. Well, so they knew at least probably in October mm-hmm. that they were going to go with the bat story. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It's horseshit. Horseshit? Or bat shit, I guess. Yeah. This whole thing is bat shit crazy. <laughs> now we know where it came from. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, I guess all that's the videos, that, yeah. that's that we did the thing. I think the only thing we didn't get to is my slides and I'll just save oh, yeah. those. We did the the playboy ones and, and that's pertinent to what we were talking about. I didn't want to like, you know, I wanted to right. get through those. The rest of them will just, because I didn't have a whole lot and this was plenty for mm-hmm. this episode, I think. So I'll save the rest of those and, uh, I'll add them add to, to, it. to next or an upcoming episode yeah, thing, to it as and things come up, and 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 maybe if they're not burned anymore, I'll swipe them out of the the fucking the thing, and we won't even have to cover them um, because you know I don't know. We're still waiting for for some arrests here, and I don't know. I kind of think maybe some shits happened. We just aren't. Um, we're not necessarily being uh, privy to it yet. You know what I mean? So it's kind of one of those things you gotta you just kind of. Go about your life and and hope shit happens. But I don't think we're going to see it, certain things in the public spectrum. You know what I mean? Right. I just I don't think that's what's going to happen. So, um, you good? I am. I think this was a good episode. I think the last one was a good one. I think we've had some good ones. These are a little bit shorter than the previous few. We were setting records. So, uh, yeah. I guess, um, until next time, right, buddy? Yeah. All right, buddy. Uh, we'll see ya.
please subscribe to the Detour Podcast Network on iTunes, and don't forget to rate and review while you're there. You can also download the Stitcher and Podbean app to your device for free and search Detour Podcast Network and subscribe. If you enjoy listening to the shows on the Detour Podcast Network, then spread the word to everyone you know. Your word of mouth is our best advertising method, and we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. Where can I buy a director's chair? Amazon. Where can I buy Welcome Back, Cotter on DVD? Amazon. Where can I buy that Humping Animals adult coloring book with a dog fucking a chicken on the back? Amazon. Go to d2rpn.com and click the Amazon banner. Buy an oven mitt. So there I am in my car, listening to shitty music. And I ask myself the tough questions. Why am I listening to the same song over and over again? When I could be listening to the D2R Podcast Network. And is it true that he who smelt it dealt? And why the fuck did the chicken cross the road? And what the hell is on Joey's head? Hey, I wonder if Yoko Ono saw yesterday, today. I wonder if tomorrow was yesterday. Rockford reference. The D2R Podcast Network. Live for today. Or yesterday.